0: Welcome back, back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Matt Strawn and Allie Terry. Yay! Woo! Episode 24, we are back in action. We have a very special guest for you guys. We do. We have an incredibly special guest. Yeah. And many of you have been tweeting at us, asking for us to get this person on the podcast. Right. And they, uh, let's give you some hints. Actor. See if you can figure this out. Actor. They Producer. Won't.
1: Comedian. <laughs> Amazing singer, dancer, performer, all-around just great friend, the star of The Blair Witch, Jimmy from The Walking Dead, Maddie Baker in Shameless. He was in How to Get Away with Murder, The State of Affairs, Days Gone, The Video Game, and... Sugar Pine 7. Everybody welcome. Famous
0: actor, James Allen <laughs> McHugh. <McCune. laughs>
2: thank you. Thank you. Mike. All
0: around great person. And uh, also you can check him out more recently on his YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, and he has a series called Gray Area where he tackles tough and often controversial topics. So I feel like you're perfect for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I
2: just adore everything about what just happened in a way that I'm not willing to endorse because I feel like I'm the I'm the, the different kind of special that, that you were talking about. It's not the one you said, but I am my mom thinks I'm special and that's about as far as I can accept <laughs> we think but you're thank very you. that's special that's very sweet of you too. James this of is course. everything Overblow. you
1: dreamed of when you were a child spending time with stage. you all? oh no yeah. yes <laughs> Now you've got that kind of introduction. I mean, that only comes with years of hard work. I know that
2: women sure. talking to me is more than I uh, expect to ever happen. So this oh, is no. pretty extraordinary. Well, you're
0: you're an incredibly accomplished actor and comedian, so I, I think that know. you've got to get used to people talking to you more. That's right? very
2: sweet, but they don't want that. There's there's <laughs> a I don't know. That's that's it's always very strange to be like uh, bashful about. V- because there's such false modesty in the industry so the right. second somebody's like hey great job it's like oh no stop it <laughs> right. like, hey, yeah you know, it's good to be proud i guess well
1: you don't you don't want to seem like you're
0: full of yourself that's so. why we
2: we like the irony these days right that's why i think
0: it's refreshing when somebody's
2: humbled yeah, yeah it's like that but every actor who uh is being complimented is haunted by the ghost of their own depression so they all are humble <laughs> by oh, accepting yeah. it but <laughs> so we're like,
0: all a little bit haunted on this podcast which yes, is why ma'am. we're called let's get haunted that's true. So very true. We normally like to start off the show explaining what we are and what we do. Um, because we do have new listeners all the time. Especially... I
1: fucking hate these new listeners. Figure it out. What do you, you, what do you mean? You fucking can't figure it out. You've heard us do the same fucking intro like, uh, what, 24 times? You but if they're new. The if it. they're new.
2: Tell me. I don't know. Okay. I've listened to every episode, but tell me. I don't I'll don't. tell who, you, what, Jamie. What's what, what going on here. We
0: we are, now I'm going to get excited and I might interrupt. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. I have found a new way to describe what we are. Yeah. Mm. We are the only hard-hitting investigative journalism podcast about things that may or may not have even happened in the first place. Place.
2: Damn! Ooh, ooh! What's ooh. so good about this? There's a lot of things. There's three things. First thing, it sounds very. It's it's very hot. Like you're just saying everything really fast, hot and it's take. like this like really strong opinion. But it's also humble because you kind of knock yourself down at the end. But it's that. I didn't even think of that. It's immediately lovable because of that. But then it's also. Isolated. You are the only. I one. I like
0: it. That's a good tagline, Alyssa. That's so good. Maybe we got to change our tagline. That's do we so have good. a tagline? <laughs> no. Right now, I just put a paranormal podcast on everything. Oh, oh I love okay. it. Yeah, I that's like what it. I
2: appreciate you guys uh, about you guys is you don't have. There's so much cynicism. It's really easy to go. Well, I don't know about literally everything. So for right. you to be like humoring.
1: No, we do know. This is a hundred percent not a skeptic. Podcast. I love yes, we either say it pro- it might have happened, but it wasn't confirmed, or it straight up
0: happened. It's, look, if you tell me anything on this podcast, I'm gonna believe yeah, it because okay. I haven't done my I own. Have research. a
2: litany of things to tell you.
0: Oh, <laughs> this is um, this is actually kind of a
1: perfect segue into a little game that I Ooh. invented Ooh. for this. That might not work, so you guys may never hear it because we might just edit it out. But basically, I have this nut button. Mm-hmm. And this game I have called Ghost Mode because it's a fucking cool Ooh. name. <laughs> so the I'm going to put this nut button between Jamie and Alyssa. So you guys might want to scoot a little bit closer together.
2: Okay. There we go. So we have to smack the nut in order. You,
0: to... you might have to nut. So it's no nut November and I'm feeling very conflicted about smacking the nut right now. I'm not, but I I'll love do it losing. for you. Hey, nut for all of those who can't. Alright? All right. There you go. So oh, he
2: hated that. The I, could, first... <laughs> what? No, just... I could see the like grimace on your face. Oh
0: yeah, guys, we have a, a sound engineer in <laughs> the yeah. studio with us today. Do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Hi, I'm Anosh McAdam.
0: Hi, Hello. Anosh. You're
2: too handsome. I'm just okay. listening to your voice oh, now and it's cream. No. I can't stand it. You're so <laughs> handsome.
0: <laughs> you guys, Jamie's falling in love. I think we've set something up right oh, now. We can't go back. You it's the it nut up, button. I'm throwing yeah, it down. It's the nut, nut button.
1: button. Nut, 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 nut.
0: <laughs> oh, Welcome oh, wait, to nut. Wait, that's... We need that. <laughs> it's, let's just take that one clip yeah. and use that in the Sh- future. Uh, Welcome to nut.
2: <laughs> I got, like, my voice is going away, so I can... I, I would love to, I wish I was more sensual like this all the time, but it's just that, like, nut. nut like, you get <laughs> that gravel gross. in the voice.
0: Uh, I felt that uh, gross. That was gross. Oh, what worry. if there was a
2: dude who did that every time? No. No. Except well, in November.
0: There would be only one time, and there would be no
2: other one. And the rest of the time, he's and apologizing. Uh,
1: okay, guys. So, ghost mode. Okay. The first round... There's only two rounds, by the way. The first round is called True or Not Confirmed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I am going to give Nothing you... Nothing is
0: ever false on this podcast.
1: <laughs> so, I'm going to give you guys a list of ti- uh, headlines or news titles that Ooh. may have been confirmed or may not have been confirmed. You are going to hit the button each time to answer whether you think it is true or not confirmed. Basically, you hit the nut button to answer each and every time. If you nut and answer wrong, your opponent gets one point. Okay. Whoever has the least points at the end of the round will enter ghost mode for the final round. Ghost mode is every time after you hit the nut button, you have to say I'm a spooky bitch before (laughs) you give the answer. But I'll go back over that when we get to it. Okay, okay. So everyone consents to this. Wait, before we give
0: the answer, we say I'm spooky bitch. not
1: yet only if you lose the first round okay. all
0: right number one
1: ancient cannibals found buried alive in abandoned soviet nuclear bunker
2: nice. confirmed
1: actually that's not confirmed Dang it. it
0: sounds so real though anything soviet i believe so ancient I, though so Allie gets the point i guess yeah i get the point Ancient I like and that.
2: bunker those are they don't play together or wait
1: but no one gets like... the point then
0: right how no, I get work. the point. I get the point. Because you he get this wrong. So, do oh, I have to be a point. spooky
2: bitch or that not yet? No, no not, not yet. yet. Okay. Not yet. I you look are for a it. spooky
0: bitch, but you don't Thank have to you. say it yet. You don't have, have
2: to admit <laughs> it yet. I didn't want to make it sound like I was asking for it, but I was Number
1: <laughs> two NBA star Meta World Peace claims ghosts touched him inappropriately. True. That is true, Alyssa. <laughs> Meta World Peace is fucking crazy. Right? He said
2: Spectrophilia the, is very real. The
1: quote is The ghosts were all over me. I just accepted it.
0: <laughs> Can we get a World Peace on the podcast, I'm please? I hope so. All
1: right. Number three. Jamie, you better get it together.
2: I am trying my hardest. Number
1: three. Bottle containing anti-witchcraft fluid found at alleged witch's childhood home. Alyssa touched it. True. Oh, Alyssa. Man, Alyssa's killing the game here. She's we got three well. and zero. How long have we been doing this podcast? Six months? So I know who's going to be I know be everything. Right. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Alexander the Great was most likely a
0: vampire, study says.
2: That ain't confirmed.
0: There you go. That ain't right. It's not confirmed. I'm glad I didn't hit it because I was going to say confirmed. Alexander's
2: not not even that great.
0: Alexander the OK. Number
1: five. Miami Herald endorses candidate who says she was taken by space aliens. Here's why we chose her. She's not crazy. True. True. Because it's Miami, it's Florida. There you well, go, Alyssa. Well.
2: Yeah. Oh, Wowie zowie. It's gotta right. be
1: James. You got to come back here.
2: Yeah, I've heard that before.
1: <laughs> All right, number five. British athletes claim, "quote True." Sorry. <laughs> oh wow, James, you got it.
2: Okay, I'm here so, for you. <laughs> how
0: In did British, you know? Yeah, I was what was your frame He's of mind just gonna here? Take a British. Go. British. That's yeah, it. they don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there wow. aren't a lot
2: of British athletes, so if they do anything, it's gotta it, be real.
0: That's. That's fair.
1: So the whole tagline is British athletes claim sex ghost is haunting reality show.
2: Yes. Oh my God. The wording is so beautiful. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, there's so many intricate thoughts around this. And
0: now I want to hear that story. Yeah. 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 Well, you don't
1: get to. So (laughs) next one. Bobby Brown, latest celeb to have sex with ghost, quote, I woke up and yeah, I was being mounted by a ghost. True or false? Not confirmed. Not confirmed. False. Alyssa gets the point. Dang it. He actually was being mounted by go- a ghost. Uh, He's I, alive liar. I want though?
2: that to be real.
1: <gasps> UFO hunting mini satellite gets sued by Kickstarter for fraud. Good. Alyssa. True. No. James gets oh, the point. Ah, oh, dog. Jamie. So Alyssa's up. at five and James is at three. Okay, okay. Okay. we got a few left here. So actually there's only three left. So they could go to either one of you guys. Nice. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, this is like this is getting this really is down to like most people would rather live in a haunted house than near a highway, survey says. True. <laughs> Alyssa. True. Dang it. I, Alyssa. I think I've read that article before. I get
2: that. I would rather somebody <laughs> scream in the hallway than to hear a Buick drive real fast.
1: Yeah. Man tries to buy a ghost on Craigslist.
2: That's got to be true.
1: It's true. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right. Did he get the ghost? Though? That's the thing I want to yeah, know too. Yeah. Was it in a, uh, a mason jar? How did he get for? it? Yeah, you guys answered. You guys asked too many questions. You're okay? right. <laughs> family believes four year old boy is reincarnated marine.
2: Not right. confirmed.
1: That is true. I,
2: so, I
0: was going to say I think that would so be true.
1: Alyssa won the first round. She's <sighs> got seven points. James got four points. That means James, you enter ghost mode. So you have to say I'm a spooky bitch before you answer. I'm a
2: spooky answer. bitch. Oh,
1: that's right. perfect. So I
2: love losing though. So, so every time
1: you. you hit the nut button, you have to say that otherwise your answer doesn't count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I All like right. this. And then at the whoever loses the ultimate game is in ghost mode for the rest of the episode. So anytime someone presses the nut button, they have to say I'm a spooky bitch. That
2: sounds like a okay. reward almost. Okay. It does I a little like bit.
1: It. So, these are questions and answers. It's like Jeopardy style, right? Okay, are you guys ready? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Question: Washington Irving's story about an infamous headless
0: horseman takes place in what location? Wait, 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 wait! Give me a minute. Give me a minute because I know this one because it's
2: the. Headless- I'm a spooky bitch. Uh, what is Massachusetts? Oh no! Oh,
0: Shoot. Oh, Shoot. Hold on, wait! I gotta think. I gotta think. Okay, the headless horseman. Okay, wait. It's got Virgi- nope. to be an old Virginia. Nope. It's got to be an old
1: state. You guys are both. I said what location? Think of a, a town. A town's name. Washington Irving's story about an infamous headless horseman takes place in what town? Headless horseman
2: town? Wow, you
1: (laughs) you guys...
2: Sleepy <laughs> Hollow. Sleepy oh, oh, okay. Hollow. Right? Is that right? This yes. is a place? is coming? This is a place? Is that right? It's a fictional. You it's just noted across oh, the room. Walter. I thought you
0: meant the real location. Sleepy Hollow is a oh, real place. This I, isn't a real story. Oh, it's is it's <laughs> It's Washington oh, Irving written story. Oh, well, I was thinking that there was like a real... I just watched Alyssa like have so many
1: epiphanies at once. Oh my
2: god. Wowie <laughs> zowie. That's a that's a mental nut. So
1: it is actually um, spooky round. Uh, our electrical engineer comes in hot. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> <you laughs> steals that the point. That was a joke answer. That I, was I that was wrote you solid. down, though. Now you're in here. Oh, yeah. No. OK, so question. This Raggedy Ann doll is said to be the inanimate vessel for oh. a demonic. Annabelle. Oh, Alyssa got it.
0: This is
2: so supposed to be a point. question.
1: So the whole the whole thing was this raggedy Ann doll is said to be the inanimate vessel for a demonic spirit in search of a human host. It's Annabelle. It is Annabelle. I got it.
2: I like it. All right. Was it Lorraine and? Uh, and uh, Bobbitt. Bobbitt. No, yeah, just yeah. They're no, no, the, no, the criminals. The
0: that, that's the one that cut off the penis of her husband. Oh, Lorraine that's Bobbit. that's
2: that's right. No, Lorraine yeah. and. Harper. The the people who made that criminal book. They they're like the Shakespeare of yeah. ghost stories and they got all yeah. Did you guys hear about that? I'm sure you might have talked about it in the past, but the, the, the court case, this is total sidebar nation, but like the uh the court case about Annabelle and the whole like conjuring universe. No. no. This is fascinating. And it didn't go anywhere, and I'm very upset about it. But there was a lawsuit from the estate of the uh family, which is the real life two people who were ghost hunters that wrote all of those tales right. about you know, yeah, that's a big universe. The conjuring universe, the The family who uh is in control of that state sued, I think, was it Warner Brothers and um, it, I think it might oh, have been for Warner telling
1: Brothers. their story, F-
2: yes, and uh, this is a huge, huge multi million dollar.
0: They didn't get any franchise. of the money from
2: it? No. They just took these stories and they started making these things about it and they sued like Ed, uh, 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 James Wan and that sort of thing. But.
0: Ed and Lorraine. Ed
2: and Lorraine. Yes. That's what it is. They fought back by saying this is totally free to use these stories because it's history. So oh. here's the thing. In order to actually use that defense, they have to prove that ghosts are real because how is it History if all of the stories aren't true.
0: Okay, that's fucking awesome. So are they going to prove that ghosts are real?
2: This was like two years ago. And I hope that they're in the they process. I think they just settled. They were like, I don't know, here's a here's a ton of cash or whatever. But that is my favorite that That's is my amazing. favorite court case I've ever heard of that they had to be like, well, it's history. And they're like, well, you think ghosts are real, motherfucker? You want to come in here and, <laughs> and, t- and show us how this is real? Because they definitely lied. They just <laughs> stole all these stories from other people. That was the whole business. That's the whole
0: controversy Controversy about that couple, though. Is, it's oh, yeah. Like, they're criminals. The, did they take advantage <laughs> of people that were like experiencing hauntings and then just show up and like write about it yeah. for their own profit, embellishing stories? Or... Were they really ghost hunters?
2: They were just great storytellers who had some weird, kinky freaky stuff in the bedroom and wrote about all of the other things that they experienced in life aside from that. And I
0: I would like to get brilliant. the ghosts of them on the podcast.
2: Can you imagine just moaning and shouting at each other all the time? That's that's gotta be what the relationship is like, it's right?
0: It's like a dream relationship.
2: Being, I mean, that. I've been there, honey. There <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of like really fascinating stuff in that world that I just I'm obsessed with.
1: Well, welcome to the podcast. You're a host now. This is my yeah. spiritual
2: bond. <laughs> this is
0: an un- paid gig so um, oh, son of a yeah. <laughs> uh, well guys we lost our guest
2: that's okay okay he's lost a long time ago
0: yeah. the game
1: guys all right ba- we're getting real cultural here okay Baba Yaga the Russian Baba witch lives deep in the dark forest she owns a hut that's more like an animal than a house for it rests on skinny blank legs that move around in the forest to evade anyone looking for her
0: I'm just gonna say true it's not a true or
2: false well, it's, question. It's like, you like you have to name legs. the blank. Oh, so, <laughs> oh
0: I missed the whole.
1: I missed everything. I'm assuming okay. it's not sexy Wait, legs. I have to name what? Okay, listen. <laughs> well, I'm going to try this one more time. Baba Yaga, the Russian Baba witch, lives in a deep, dark forest. She owns a hut that's more like an animal than a house because it rests on skinny, blank legs Spindle. that move around in the forest to invade anyone looking for Spider. her. Spider. Listen to the clue. <laughs> it's more like an animal than a house. Uh,
0: uh, ant, antelope legs. I, I love this. I'm going to give this Just to Just you thinking James, of different things. Well, James, do you want to tr- try to do ghost to hit it?
2: I'm a spooky bitch. There's got to be something that has to do with animals, right? So maybe hind legs.
1: It's the name of an animal. Ah, uh, stupid, named it. stupid oh, animal. it's got to be. Like,
2: oh, they're, they, they got to be. Elk. Ram. Or all right.
1: Neither one of you guys get it. It's Dang. chicken legs. Chicken. Chicken. It's well, how chicken
0: are we legs. To get of all the chicken things, legs. A I was thinking spider. Chicken. Antelope. Like, what hey. lives there? What lives in the Arctic tundra? The Siberian tundra? Well, the Russian Boba Witch and her chicken leg house yeah apparently chickens
2: so so somebody was trying to think of the spookiest thing in town and they said chicken legs of all the different kinds of legs they said chicken legs those are dinosaurs Those
0: are just funny that's
2: yeah they look goofy they walk backwards
0: if i saw a house with chicken legs i don't think i would be scared
1: (laughs) so james you have the chance to come back here in ghost mode Mm -hmm. next question these ancient enemies of werewolves drink blood to survive Cannot be out in daylight. Oh, I forgot that's not the answer. Wait, am I supposed to say that? And are invisible
0: in mirrors. It's vampire. Yes, Alyssa. Okay. Okay. I know all of that from Twilight, so. Next one. This conspiracy. That was the most historical documentary I've ever seen. (laughs) Twilight. Very accurate.
1: This conspiracy revolves around the notion that the Earth is not a globe, but rather a floating, rotating disk.
0: Flat Earth theory?
1: Yes, Alyssa. Okay. Man, James, I want to hear you say well, it on the He's a spooky being dip. too nice. I like love he sees losing. my hand so
2: going for it, fun. and then he's like, uh, "I'm not gonna smack your hands. They're too manicured. They look okay. great. Uh,
0: they're not manicured. The, I have, you, look, do you, you see? I have a coke have nail, and I jeans. don't even do coke. These hands like, just happen. A, <laughs> <they're> <laughs> like, like everything's broken off, but my pinky for some Unless, reason. Alyssa, uh,
2: I don't even do coke, Terry. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, uh,
1: that's me. A very skinny man who eats the souls of children.
2: I'm a spooky bitch, Stephen Septic. Oh.
1: Yes, that should be <laughs> accurate. If it's not the answer, it is now. Um, give him a point for well, that. I was going to say Slender Man, but let's, oh. I'll give James a point just
0: because oh. let's make it interesting. Yeah, Steve is a Slender Man. A group of witches is called <coughs> Coven. Christ. Oh, sorry, I screamed that too that loud. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> Did that goes straight into oh. your headphones. I just okay. love how much fun
2: you're having winning. That's last, the best part of this. I'm very competitive. Last one
1: here, guys. In Navajo culture, a blank... Is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into
0: possessed. Skinwalker. Oh. Alyssa got Oh,
2: it. man. I was just listening to the last podcast, well, Skinwalker Walker they Ranch. They had such coverage. a good episode on that. Oh, it's so good. And it was like
0: two parts, right? They did it's like they, two or three. Yeah, yeah, they covered so much. We actually went to um, AlienCon this year. Our listeners paid for us to go to AlienCon. Amazing. Con, and they were talking about Skinwalker Ranch during one of the. Um, like you know, panels, right. and they had a like a physicist on there, someone who studies black holes, and their theory that they were proposing on the panel is that it is actually a portal to another dimension. Oh, and one seems of, right. Well, and one of the guys on oh. the panel, look, I believe it. One of the guys on the panel was saying that he personally, this is like a fucking scientist, so I believe anything he says. That he saw this portal open up in front of him, and this creature came out of it on Skinwalker Ranch.
2: That's what happens in therapy for me every week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but the lights have been flickering yeah. and they've never done that. That Wait, just never in my time here. Shook me up a bit.
0: You guys need to understand that this is a very haunted podcast. Yeah, yeah. Baba Yaga, the chicken leg witch, is coming. Hey, you just press the nut button and so you, didn't you have say to say, bitch. I'm a spooky bitch.
2: I am a spooky bitch.
1: Because you're in ghost mode. So anytime anyone presses the nut button for the rest of this podcast, you got
0: to do it. This, Isn't that a cool a name, ghost mode? That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're going to disappear at any moment. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, not from here I don't hope so no yeah. I'm having a good time here well afterwards maybe
0: okay. okay what do you think of that game I thought that was excellent I did Thank
2: think I'm
1: glad game. that Alyssa won because if too. you would have lost I would have that been, that would been like been well terrible you don't get to have for... this podcast I
0: know anymore. nobody would listen to us anymore I would lose all my credibility as a haunted journalist yeah. I would be here yeah.
2: I would be here for it
0: yeah you could replace me you could just wear a wig we nobody kind of look similar you. anyway I would. Like, oh, blonde yeah yeah I could do that
2: what I would do to be a pretty lady I would change everything. That'd be incredible. That's what,
0: you sent me a DM on Instagram about uh, the bunny costume and you were like, oh, I've, I want to be like a anime girl. And yes. I was like, "What? what is stopping you from being an yeah, anime right. girl, Jamie?
2: There are there a are few things. Okay. And they're not significant things, but they are there that keep me from being the Sailor Moon I want to be. Mm.
0: Okay. And you can't talk about
2: it. I mean, I could, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> You're right. I that's respect your listeners enough. far more <laughs> than to hear my internal demons. But no. if I could look like an anime girl like you did, I would. Absolutely, hundred percent. If someone's like, "This is the way you look forever," a hundo, I would go in there. That would that would that would be incredible to be like a pretty pretty fun lady who shoots like sparkles out of her hands and stuff. We
0: yeah. went to Anime Expo as well oh, once. We this is before we started this podcast. We had a show called uh, Natalia and Alyssa Go, and we just go to different places. And we went to Anime Expo, and people fucking hated us there. What? Yeah. People why? were so mean. They were like, yeah. "Well, you well, girls don't look like you listen to anime or watch anime. <gasps> we like, why are you here? We, we
1: weren't-, weren't dressed up." Is the thing. So I think people and. I had a camera and stuff and I was just filming stuff. So I think people thought we were making fun of them, but I was like, look, I've never been to an event like this. So this is exciting to me to see somebody who's all dressed to the nines cosplay as like a giant tentacle person is very Interesting to me. So I'm sorry, but I'm gonna like look at them. How you
2: know? dare they? That's and then, the whole point is acceptance right. and, of stuff. We of uploaded that players. video
0: onto your YouTube channel and people found it. Well, I think maybe only two people found it and they commented and they were like, You clearly are not the demographic for anime expo. You were only going there so that you could make fun of people. And like the thing that's is that's not true. What? We the video didn't even make fun of anybody. No, it
1: didn't. But the the we were bitching at one point, but it wasn't about because was the they thing. had no alcohol. It was because <laughs> I, there, yeah, there was no alcohol and we had to wait in line for three and a half hours to get in so we were and there was no food there
0: I wanted to be drunk and I wasn't all of these
2: fair complaints (laughs) yeah Oh my God! See, this is that's that is wild to me. Yeah, but was, then
0: uh, Alien Con, everyone was so nice and inclusive, nice. and like, oh Whoa. my God, can we take a picture with you? Like, yep. we want to show our friends that normal people believe in aliens. Yeah, they oh, let us the thing, make tinfoil yeah. hats for them. I mean, we alcohol. Did.
2: When you're a new f- ufologist, was there
0: alcohol? No, there were Fig Newtons. There were that were very
2: old. Was there um, cocaine that you didn't do?
0: Uh, some people looked like they may yeah. have been on cocaine. Right. There was
1: some Rick and Morty fans that were like dressed up as Rick and Morty. Some. who yeah. might have found a cocaine. You know what? Somewhere. The, there
0: was an entrance. A there was. <laughs> uh, there was a good in and out policy there though where like you could actually leave if you wanted to and so we did go get a beer. Yeah. And then oh, there, true. yeah, and then there was that sexist guy at the place we got <sighs> the beer and he was like nobody cares about the women's world cup and he was like changing the channel and we were like, "Right, hey. no we, we care about the women's world cup." we wanted world to cup. watch the women's world cup and we nobody were, watches women's soccer. Yeah, and he and so like, well, I, I nice was "Meet like, you,
2: I'm nobody, Yeah, hello. Yeah, like, I'm proud.
0: You only have 3 people in your bar right now and it's us.
1: So <laughs> like <laughs> Also, it was a pivotal game. It was this—the Australians were like in a shootout. They, you know, it was crazy. That's so fire. It was, I don't know
2: a lot about sports, but that sounds great. Well,
0: we also want to take time to thank our donors before yeah. we get too far mm-hmm. into this episode. So we want to thank Lauren D, Drew G, Ashton C, Erica V, Catherine C, Julissa D, and Haley C. Thank you for thank being you our donors this week, you Aww. guys. We love so,
1: you. We, you guys, Blair Witch, real, not real. <laughs> that's my that's what this bullet point in my whole thing says
2: <laughs> it's like size 170 font and that's yeah, the no. only thing that it says on the, the oh, all right. yes. good,
0: good job guys we can leave now it, it really it really is well Jamie do you believe in the paranormal or supernatural
2: I do I think to an extent I I'm. I, my brain is naturally very cynical so I have a, I have a hard time uh, humoring I should have helped uh, what just happened Natalia just reached far across the table For to the my side I
0: watched it happen I could have helped it and was I didn't.
2: directly next to me and I just I've, stared at it. she's
0: capable she stronger than me. She is.
2: I didn't want to insult your feminine power, which you have much of. (laughs) At a girl. You have to say. I'm a spooky bitch. So it's anytime anyone says it. Oh, I love this. I'm a spooky bitch. (laughs) I'm a spooky (laughs) bitch? I'm a spooky bitch. Put this on your
0: reel. (laughs) Look at his range. Oh, he's Meisner trained.
2: (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of stuff that I think I feel, but my brain rejects. So like I get very cynical naturally with things, but I try to uh, brush that part of my head out because it's so much less fun to have the guy who's like, that's dumb. Nobody likes that guy at a party.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what we talk about with all of our guests is that I think we come from the perspective of it's more fun to believe in stuff. Yeah. You know, like I'd rather believe that there's a ghost having sex with Bobby Brown. Wouldn't that
2: be the best? Have you ever had sex
0: with a ghost, Jamie? I hope so. Yeah.
2: Otherwise it was just me. Yeah.
0: Okay, guys. So, Blair Witch,
1: real not real. I, I do. You, do
2: you want the the uh, the factual I, yeah. uh, presentation? Because I think <laughs> there's a lot of really interesting stuff about the uh, creation of Blair Witch Project, the Blair Witch Project. I know.
0: I want to hear about what it was like behind the scenes there too. Well, it's
2: really interesting because like I didn't know where to start because I wasn't a big horror fan growing up. I never understood as a child why people would opt into watching spooky stuff because it just felt like. You were trying to hurt yourself, and that's which is also why I never eat spicy food. Uh, <laughs> the the thing that's interesting about it, and I was uh, actually talking to my therapist of all people about this because I think it's a really interesting psychological reason why people opt towards the darker stuff in society. Mm. And it's I think that life is hard for people who have a hard time, but we also have a really good. Ability to ignore when things are really hard.
1: So it gives you a chance to let out all of your feelings of like fear and negativity and sadness and anger
2: to feel it in a controlled space.
1: That's what Shakespeare says about tragedies. He was like, you know what? I make these tragedies because we need them. The audience needs to be able to get these emotions out and it's they're true. not able to do it in any other way. Mm-hmm. When you watch a tragedy, you cry at the end. You feel horrible. You mourn. It's like sadness. Everything's bad. And then afterwards you feel better because you're like, I, you know, got those demons out of me.
2: Exactly. You were facing facing the darkest parts of uh, your heart on your terms. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why people watch horror. It's like this thing that's controlled and it's safe. And you can feel something that you're trying to avoid at all times. You
0: know, speaking of that, I I had read a piece of trivia about you and tell me if this is false, mm-hmm. that you're one of your greatest fears is being eaten alive, yes. which is ironic because your character in The Walking Dead gets eaten alive. Yeah.
2: Was I've that been,
0: terrifying for you to film that?
2: I mean, it's going to be easy for people to go like, oh, that's a oh, horseshit. And he's just like trying to play it up for the camera. But no, truthfully, like there is the whole zombie thing has followed me my entire life for some reason. Like when I was a kid, there was this I, I got I wasn't uh, I didn't exist in general role in school there's people who were part of different groups like the jocks and the, the like band kids were all humping and like everybody had sort of a camp. I yeah. didn't and people I had a girl I had a, this is sad. I had a, I had a girl that I lived on the street from, rode the bus with her, uh we went to we had school together for about eight years. She introduced herself to me every year. And so Oh my God <laughs> That was every that was so that was the kind of guy I was. People just didn't realize I was a sitting loner, behind them.
1: A lone wolf.
2: Not not in a like a oh, sad boy kind of way, but just I just naturally wasn't very notable in general. So when I finally got into theater, I was hanging out with the theater kids and they had this game that they love to play when they found because some girl bit me and it, and it made Ugh. me tense up to a point where people were like, that's really funny. Let's keep this up and it was, people would say the word zombie and then bite my arm it's a surprise I'm so me. fucking oh
1: proud God. of the theater kids oh like I came from that group and listened to what they were doing they that, were bringing that me that out of my shell infinitely more interesting than whatever fucking jocks or anyone else nerds band people were doing that's
2: absolutely true <laughs> did
0: you want to be bitten?
2: That was the problem, Alyssa.
0: Because this sounds like a <laughs> violation of your bodily autonomy. Yeah, no, of course,
2: of course it was. That's why it was so much fun. Yeah. I had attention for the first time in my life and I was mortified about it because it was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like that was, that, that was like the beginning of this like zombie thing that kept happening with me because after that I did a musical called Zombie Prom oh. where I played a zombie. It's, it's a really sarcastic, wonderful show about a, a kid. It was set in like the 1940s and 1950s back when they, like, the idealistic high school uh, visage was basically, you know, guys in, in like the the,
1: the... the Letterman jacket. Yeah, the bomber jackets yeah. and like
2: everybody was uh, co- with quaffed hair and the women right. had like the fun dresses with poodles on them and stuff and uh, the boyfriend of the girl who was the most popular uh, dies in a terrible nuclear accident and comes back as a green zombie and they sing about having forbidden love. Oh. And it's Ooh. precious. But after that was when the Walking Dead happened, and then Days Gone. Like I've always been a part of some some kind of zombie thing, so I think it just mm. sort of like manifested the idea of dying by being eaten alive has been like cooking yeah. for so long right. that Subliminally. it's yeah it just it, there's something about that because you you exist for the entirety of it happening until you eventually bleed out slowly.
0: So, do you think that you got over your fear of being eaten alive by filming that scene, or did it make it worse, or did it do nothing for you?
2: I had, th- I have a problem where I have a hard time. I'm not a good enough actor to just put it away when I'm done filming stuff. I think that that is that is the ultimate like thing that they don't teach you in acting school is just to how to how to kind of forget about stuff when you leave. Again, that sounds pretentious. Everybody's always talking about like method acting, where it's like oh, I took a, I took the role home with me. But like truthfully, if you are forcing yourself to live in a traumatic situation for an extended period of time, right. that is going to mess you it's up.
1: bad vibes town.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like the whole idea of gaslighting, why right. that is such a detrimental thing for people's mental health. It's because you are being put in a destructive environment against your will uh, for an extended period of time. You're living in a contradiction of, your, of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so acting is basically gaslighting yourself for the enjoyment of the masses. I never
0: thought of it like that before. Mm -hmm.
2: It's, it's a, it's, you're forcing trauma on yourself, which is why the mental health industry is so important to me in, in entertainment in general. Like, I think
1: think it's like that in any job too, like, or anything, like if you're only ingesting content that is, you know, upsetting or vulgar or whatever, like you said, traumatic, you're not going to feel great at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. if you're acting, if you're, you know, playing a role where all you're thinking about is death and loss and you're, How could you not feel those things?
2: Well, to be the triangle to your circle, the opposite of that is, is that people who work in retail are constantly smiling and and being like really excited to see everybody. Thank you for coming to Costco. I'm going to scan your beer and you're going to go have a good time. And I'm going to sit here and be smiling to somebody else that I don't pay attention to or want to be around. And it's that, that like wear and tear on your psyche that I think is not something people know how to address. And it, it is a very, very serious problem in entertainment. And uh, yeah, so I, whenever I would do a death scene like that, which I've done, most of my characters have not had happy endings to say the least, but uh, I have, I have nightmares for like an extended period afterwards. It affects me. I'm just a very sensitive guy and it just like, it just kind of messes with me. So I remember for the following month after we did uh, that death scene that I I didn't sleep for that. It was Mm. so, I was just so like, wow, I'd, I'd I'd always tried to like, Not think about death, but like Mm. to actively force yourself to think about death after a lifetime of trying to avoid bad things. It's like, you know, I was a sensitive boy. Mm.
0: Do they I mean, I don't know anything because I don't work in the entertainment industry is do they pay for you to have counseling? No, of course not. Because I'm just thinking from my perspective in human resources, like you can file stress claims against your employer when you
1: are an actor you're basically trying so hard to get work all the time that you're not going to speak out against the people who are giving you a job that's why like the me too act, like movement exactly. happened because people are like i don't want to lose my job does it make sense? Yeah. No, it it's makes sense. Like,
0: it's just like, I don't, you think, I mean, at some point, I mean, I'm even thinking, I mean, I don't know, like I, I'm i coming from a completely different industry, but there, almost every other industry besides the entertainment industry has been proactive about things like stress claims by providing services such as free counseling to their employees. So I'm wondering what, like, this is a multi-billion dollar industry, the entertainment industry. At what point can they not be proactive and say, we're going to offer you these services to have throughout your time working with us so that you're not traumatized or you don't sue us later or that there's not some big hashtag movement about this later? Like at what point can they come together or the heads of whatever industry and say, maybe we need to be more proactive about this?
2: I think that that is expensive.
0: That is
1: expensive. But also, if other if
0: industries that, that aren't multi-billion-dollar industries are doing it, that's my mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, what's stopping them?
2: Well, the thing about the film industry is that it it's not a industry that cares about you. Yeah. That is if, any entertainment um, category. I think it has this this like really disturbing thing where people absorb things and not the people who make the things. And so you have people who have affection and um, you know love for. V- you know, stuff being created, but we almost encourage people to be hurt because there is reverence behind it. The guy who created uh, the special effects for the thing, Mm -hmm. uh, John Carpenter, his, his special effects guy uh, for that movie, Uh. he stayed in the area that created the, like the, the like um, studio where he built those special effects. He stayed there for an entire year and never saw anyone or left and hard to not have respect for that. However, Mm -hmm. Can you imagine?
0: No. Can
2: you imagine any other job? A plumber never leaving. No.
0: Well, I think that's what, literally jail. That's, uh, it's literally it's exactly. jail. Yeah. But
2: think, we have reverence for that. I yeah. think
1: entertainment attracts creative people and creative people can be the happiest people on this planet and come up with the coolest ideas. They can also be the most depressed and evil people because we're creative. We make up new fucking things
2: and people will use us because we are so excited to make something. Yeah. And then we're okay. so afraid to speak up if something goes wrong that right. they'll just move on to somebody. else. I
0: guess I'm just hoping that as soon when the boomers die off and like other people are being put into these powerful positions, like, I feel like the millennial generation, the Gen X generation, and certainly the Generation Z generation are so open about our mental health that I'm thinking maybe when that change comes about, there will be the proper people in place that think about these things yeah everyone's
2: we, a freelancer that's yeah. the thing there's yeah. no like HR department you yeah. ask any company about how they feel about their freelancers they'll say we don't yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the it's too much of a liability to actually care so,
1: right you guys this is the perfect segue into my story because we are going to discuss something that's very controversial All right, you guys ready? Yes. Jamie and Alyssa, the story I'm about to tell you is about a very real witch. (gasps) It is a tragic tale with losers on both sides. I repeat, there are no winners in this story.
2: Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It begins with extreme loneliness and desperation. It ends with murder. Yes. Ooh. I mean,
2: bad. Ooh, 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 ooh. murder,
1: yeah. bad. Before I get into this very sad and controversial story, I'm going to ask you guys a series of questions so that we can all understand uh, the basics, like how witchcraft pertains to the story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The questions, they're going to start off pretty easy. They're going to get gradually more difficult. Okay. Okay. I want you guys to answer them to the best of your ability. I warn you, they will bend your perception of right and wrong. I like this. Okay. Question one. What is a witch, Jamie, Alyssa?
2: A witch is somebody who is working for the devil, who is of uh, service to the darkness beneath the... Uh, the the church essentially
1: that is the fucking perfect answer. So I was gonna say all this bullshit about how witches exist in all cultures, and you know they could be beautiful, they could be skinny, they could be fat, they could be old, they could be young, they could be rich, they could be poor. They live it alone in isolation, or maybe they are in the city. They're beggars on the streets, or they're up in the you know the highest positions of powers. They give you a poison apple, or they help you get back to Kansas. They heal, they destroy. In Africa, actually, the witch is commonly associated with those who use a metaphysical means to. Cause harm to the innocent, but in Western popular culture, the word may more commonly refer to benign, positive, or neutral practices of modern paganism, such as divination or spellcraft.
2: Mm. Can I can I uh, offer something uh, about the origins of the witch? Or, yes. I don't want to uh, I don't want to step on the toes of, of your beautiful writing, by the yes. way. But the one of the earliest mentions of the idea of a witch is in the bible king saul yeah king, king saul. saul approached a witch mm-hmm. and they're like uh, she she basically he was like well, uh, help me with the war bring right. my, bring solomon back from the dead so he can yeah. help me with the war and she's like oh he's going to die and you're going to die too he ultimate, ultimately that played out but with his suicide she didn't do anything wrong guys yeah. she just <laughs> she, she just told him like this is going to go bad and uh,
0: and then he killed himself
2: right did what he, she he she raised a guy from the dead yeah <laughs> Yep. That's dope as hell. Yep. What are you doing making her out to be the bad guy? I and mean, yeah. she's like, you're gonna die soon. He's like, well, that's your fault. Know. <laughs> don't put that hurt on me. It wasn't because of her. I don't, I've always been like... So then
1: that's the perfect segue to my second question. Question two, are witches bad or good, Jamie? Alyssa. I
2: think that they are uh, of self-service.
0: So mm-hmm. Jay, we had James DeAngelis on the podcast a couple weeks ago and he brought up an interesting point about witches and magic in general. And he was saying, I wonder if Witches, like non-magical people were afraid of witches back in the day. And so that's why there was almost like a witch genocide and that they don't exist anymore because of that. Like all of the magic has gone away. Oh, I Um, don't know about that. Well, I mean, we'll find out. We'll find out. So, I mean, in that scenario, witches would be either neutral, like just normal people that can just happen to do magic. Right. So yes, maybe self-serving or, Maybe just regular ass people.
2: What I love is is the uh, colloquial ideas of a witch versus the idea of a wizard.
0: Yeah, Which, so different.
2: Yeah, the witch is like the you Merlin know Merlin
0: is the, like oh, revered. Merlin's
2: this old old uh, rip dude who's just kind of like casting <laughs> spells and making people horny everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah. And you have you have the witch who's like across the, the poisoning field poisoning
0: apples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like throwing apples Killing at people. Killing Snow White. Wait, like, come Brown. on, that's
2: yeah. that's that's they should both be cool. They're yeah. doing the same.
1: So, You're right. but yeah, basically, they can be good or bad. They're good witches and they are bad witches. We usually call a good witch a white witch because she uses white magic and a bad witch uses black magic. Yikes. White yeah. magic is benevolent magic, like a spell for healing or abundance. It's basically any type of spell that doesn't have negative consequences or harms another being and its execution or outcome where black magic which is the sexier one, mm-hmm. is evil and selfish. It's a love potion on someone who didn't consent, a hex on someone you want to suffer, or even human sacrifice. Nice.
0: I think love potions are the scariest out of all of those. Oh, yeah. Like, um, ugh, yeah. I don't know. That's Why just, would you want that? I don't know.
2: Because do you, you got to wonder. It's
0: literally, dude, it's literally date rape. Yeah, it is. It is, though. You're it slipping is. something into someone's drink. Right.
2: What I'm more fascinated by is how it feels for the person who has cast the spell upon. Are they... Suddenly awash awash with these feelings that they have to act on and they're like, I'm in love with you. Or are they just now trapped in their own body watching themselves act out the spell?
0: Well, in Harry Potter, the sixth book, uh, Ron Weasley has a love potion used on him by that girl. And he when he snaps out of it, he says that he doesn't even remember any of the time that Mm. he was like obsessed with her. All right, guys, where do witches get their power from? The devil. The devil. Or are they just born that way? Maybe it's
2: Maybelline. Maybe
0: maybe she's born with (laughs) Maybe it's the devil.
2: (laughs) Maybe it's Baphomet. Yeah.
0: That that's actually (laughs) a great idea. (laughs) Maybe she's born born with
1: Maybe it's Biel's above. (laughs) I would buy that cream. If you told me the
0: devil, (laughs) the devil had fucking
2: it's like the ketchup that was colored purple in the 90s. Uh, really
0: <laughs> why did they think that was a good idea? Though? Mm, they so, didn't know
2: until they tried. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Where do witches get their power from? OK, so if it's white magic, it's the intention, right? It's your it's uh, you're taking. Think of spells and potions and totems and elixirs as equations. You're adding sources of energy to get a final product. OK, and energy can't be created or destroyed. You can only trade energy from one side of the equation to the other. So what if I told you that none of the ingredients in a potion or none of the steps in a ritual matter, in fact, the power of a spell is dependent on the energy of the intention. The more intention that goes into something, the more power that comes from it. The more a witch believes something will work, the more powerful that will become. Does that Whoa, make sense?
2: so it's like how Michael Jordan got so good at everything. He oh just He just believed. He you was just, believed. just such an asshole and was so competitive <laughs> that he just got he got better than everybody else out of brute force. So, so that's that how
1: white magic is works. It is like making mood boards. That's a type white of white magic? magic. Yep. Oh, if you believe it's magic, yeah, like the vision board, you a vision, in exactly. Magic.
2: When so you curse interesting. Your...
1: So I'm a witch. So hey. way. everyone on yeah. Pinterest. In in some yeah, ways, yeah. if you have a ritual of eating a certain breakfast, that could be your you know ritual of the day. That's white magic though. Now okay. black magic hmm. is much more powerful because you're breaking the laws of like the intention thing, right? You're taking power from an outside entity you're taking power from these like demons and and power that's there that's humans aren't supposed to have in order to get that power you have to can you guys guess Okay. Well, sacrifice. in Harry Potter, he had yes. to make sacrifice. Yeah. Yes, to get yeah. the horcruxes. Yes. You have to make a sacrifice or an, uh, an offer you, and, and this isn't like, you know, a hundred percent evil, right? You, sometimes you want a car. Maybe you're going to sacrifice some money. You want to feel better. Maybe you're going to sacrifice an hour of working out in the morning. You want to trust your partner more. Sacrifice mm. control. You want to live forever. Sacrifice your soul to the devil.
2: Wow. So, okay. Wow. Okay. It's equivalent exchange. Yep. which is a fit, which ties into the the whole idea of chaos magic mm-hmm. which which would I guess be a mixture of white and dark huh so yeah. you're sort of like bringing things into reality by uh, creating proper circumstances and rituals and then jerking off onto a sigil <laughs> that's the second head uh, secondary part of making the thing come true but it's just what
0: if that's all you needed to make a horcrux in harry potter It's just like <laughs> jerk voldemort off. jerked off a bunch he and just
2: juked all over this <laughs> oh, this watch and it became part of him
0: ew gross also my only exposure to witches and wizards is harry potter so i will be bringing it up a
2: lot this that podcast so right? delightful <laughs> so uh I didn't know what kind the of nut button right there oh god <laughs> I am a spooky bitch. <laughs> so
1: question, uh, what do, what type of sacrifice do you guys think is the most powerful type of sacrifice for a witch who practices black Sacrificing magic? babies. I, yes. Because they are the most innocent. Alyssa got it. That's right. It's human fucking flesh. Again, Harry wow. Potter. Woo.
0: Voldemort tried to destroy Harry Potter nice. as well, a
1: baby. Hmm. Now I'm going to read you guys a article written by Margaret Alice Murray From Man, the magazine, volume 18 in April, 1918. Okay. All right. In studying. So this is from 1918. 1918. Mm -hmm. In studying the cult of witches, plain proof is found (laughs) that the personage called by Christian writers, the devil was considered by witches themselves to be God incarnate as man. (gasps) To this deity, they made sacrifices of several and various kinds. The most important of such sacrifices being a child. The child was either a witch's child or was unbaptized. In other words, it did not belong to the Christian church. This was an important point and was the reason why unbaptized children were thought to be in more danger from witches than the baptized. Quote. If there be any children unbaptized or not guarded with the sign of the cross or horizons, then the witches may do or catch them from their mother's sides in the nights or out in their cradles or otherwise kill them with their ceremonies. This is
2: fascinating.
1: The same author quotes the following as among the crimes laid to the charge of the witches. Quote, they sacrifice their own children to the devil before baptizing, holding them up into the air to him and thrust a needle into their brains Mm -hmm. and they burn their children when they have sacrificed them. The sacrifice was probably made for some special purpose for which a newborn child was the appropriate victim. Now, I know what you guys are thinking, right? Oh my God, that's really fucked up. I would never do that human sacrifice. But guess what? The sentiment of human sacrifice is literally so traditional that I bet you guys have done it today. Have you guys ever taken communion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. The body of Christ. Non-denominational
2: yeah. Christian church, my ass. <laughs> I
1: don't That's, know what
2: communion is.
1: Communion oh, is when you go to church. The yes. <laughs> they they uh, give you wine and crackers to represent the the sacrifice that God made, sacrificing oh, Jesus. This. Yeah, so the blood and flesh. You drink his blood and you eat his flesh. Uh, so ooh. the I'm going to continue reading to the article now. The whole of the ceremony seems to be traditional. Such a custom would account for the continued belief in early times of the blood or flesh of a sacrificed child in the most holy of religious rites. The belief is preserved in the accusations brought constantly against the Jews, and it occurs also in Christian legend, notably the Holy Grail. The bishop took a wafer which was made in likeness of bread, and at lifting it up, there came a figure in the likeness of a child, and the visage was as red and bright as any fire, and smote himself into that bread, so that they all saw that the bread was formed of a fleshly man, and then he put it into the holy vessel again. The same idea is expressed with even more precise and ghastly detail in a legend of Christian Egypt. This one's better. There appeared to be three of them as if it were a child on the table. And when the priest stretched out his hand to break the bread, behold, the angel of the Lord came down from heaven with a knife in his hand, and he slew the child and pressed out his blood into the cup. Ooh. And when the priest broke off from the bread, small members, the old man drew nigh that he might partake in the holy offering and a piece of living, living flesh smeared and dripping with blood was given to That's him. That's
2: so punk rock.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So, well,
2: I, I'm having a brain blast right now.
1: <laughs> here's, here's you like guys. Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> blast! <laughs> here's a fucking weird thinker thought that I had when I was writing this. Communion represents how God gave his only son, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Witches sacrificed their children. God sacrificed his child. Question Is God a witch?
2: I think God is the witch. God mm. is. Wait. He's that bitch. Whoa, <sniffs> you didn't see it, but I snapped. There, there's, <laughs> um. Th- this is, okay, real quick. I'm interrupting. I apologize. Yeah. No, no, do it. This is 1918. Yes. When was World War II? Uh
1: nineteen thirties, late thirties, and ended in 45.
2: Okay. So this was right at, this is right around World War I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. World the, War One's
1: 1919, I think.
2: Did you know that the Nazi Party were a bunch of nerds? They were just <laughs> a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons nerds who just wanted to create the perfect person by using witchcraft. They believe in the Holy Gra- Holy Grail, and they were constantly trying to uh take over the world with sacrifices. So you basically have an entire... They, there was apparently... There was a, evidently an entire group of witches and wizards that they believed were witches and wizards that they would hire mm. to come and cast spells. And it's it's a, one of the things that they would accredit themselves to for why it was such a successful thing. And all of these Jews were just sacrifices for making their like world domination possible.
0: You know, we didn't cover
1: that in our Nazi yeah, episode. I know what you're talking about though, but I didn't want to add that into the episode because that's a whole other episode. But yeah, it's Hitler so was super into yeah, the super occult and the SS is super... They did a cult ritual all the time.
2: They were just trying to find the Holy Grail. And, and you know, that, that's it's so interesting. And all the stuff with uh, the island of L- Lemuria and like Atlantis, like the fact that all of these things. Yeah, that's things, what our episode
1: was about. Yeah, was about it was about the Atlantis mm-hmm. aspect. It's of, so
2: interesting. You need all, to listen to it. Absolutely. Oh, my God. It's, it's so really fascinating. It's really good. Yeah. So
1: the flesh of the child was boiled and consumed by the witches for two purposes. Of so the thicker steps. part of the concoction, oh, they make time? ointments whereby they ride in the air. But the thinner portion they put into flagoons where of whoever drinketh, observeth certain ceremonies immediately becometh a master or rather a mistress in that practice and and facilitate. So that's talking about if you eat a child, then now you have the child's powers. Does that make sense? You eat the heart of a snake. You can shit yourself
0: and no one will care. So here's an example. Because I would eat a baby for that power. (laughs) Here's an example.
1: At four far... I'm sorry. Go on. At four far in 1661, Helen Guthrie and four others exhumed the body of an unbaptized infant which was buried in the churchyard near the southeast door of the church quote and took several pieces thereof as the feet hands and part of the head and part of the buttock and they made a pie thereof that they might eat of it that by this means they might never make a confession as they thought of their witchcrafts here the idea of sympathetic magic is very clear by eating the child's flesh who had never spoken articulate words therefore they're thinking we will never confess that we're witches okay. this is some
2: Edge shit But at some point do you think somebody would have been like, Hey, this is kind of a weird thing to do. Can we not (laughs) can we just go to the Sonic Burger?
1: (laughs) So my next question to you guys is do you think that these accounts are true? Do you really believe that should happen? Yeah, I do. I think so. Okay.
0: Okay, cool.
2: I think it's a hundred. I I mean human
0: sacrifice throughout a lot of different cultures. was a thing so it's not like a far jump to think that somebody was like oh I'm going to kill this baby and eat its butt and now yeah. like, <laughs> like, now I have powers yeah, so
2: I mean, oh, I I'm the, a little hungry for baby yeah, ass
1: right? so fast forward to the year 2010 alright 22 year old Kezia Thomas runs a website called ExPaganForChrist.com. oh I love it her MySpace page is the same namesake expagan, the number for Christ hmm. here's an excerpt After my encounter with Satan, I found that I was now a true member of the group. Everyone in the coven had dedicated themselves to Satan. And with my new friend Stargrove's encounter taking place just days after mine, there were now no secrets in the coven. We regularly met to praise Satan, Baal, Astarte, and other old opponents of the God of the Bible. We hated Christians and tried hard to think of ways to destroy them for good. We had some success in this area. Lukewarm Christians could be attacked, but true believers were impossible to get to. We put it down to our weakness and went on trying. We summoned the dead on many occasions asking long dead witches for advice. It was from these that we heard over and over again of the power of blood. We had been using our own blood to make our spells more powerful for some time, but the spirits told us that sacrifices worked better. We were so debased that our only query was what we should sacrifice and how to avoid calling attention to ourselves. We began by using cats, as long as they were well buried or eaten by dogs, then no one would suspect anything. We practiced cruel tortures on these poor animals for our own pleasure. We got worse and worse, and the more spirits we called and started to use dogs, pigeons, anything we could get our hands on. Satan was leading up to something, and we understood that when he spoke to us himself one day and ordered us to sacrifice a child. We were Satan's servants. We did not object, but were worried about getting caught. Satan laughed at our worries and told us that we had brethren in all sorts of unlikely places. There are thousands of missing children every year, and the pagan police officers would be sure to say our victims were either just missing or, in any case, bodies being discovered. Dispose of them, if possible, or blame a serial killer." The next day, we enticed a 10-year-old girl from the street. We held her in a warehouse and held a disgusting ritual where her still-beating heart was held aloft as an offering to Satan. That poor child suffered terribly, and I can only hope God has her at peace with him now. The spells we performed using her poor little body had added potency, wreaking havoc and causing serious problems to Christians and all who opposed us. We used our connections to have her body destroyed after we finished. I spent over a year serving Satan in this way, it got so that I could not have any relationship of any form outside the coven. I truly belong to Satan now, not anyone else. Even people who were casual acquaintances began to be affected by what I was doing. My news agent became a rapist. My next-door neighbor killed himself. <laughs> I had the what? opposite of Midas touch. What? Oh my god. Everything I touched became evil. The coven was my family. I didn't even see how what? disgusting we all were until I met Christ.
2: Holy Christ. So
1: I, here's how she converts. I, have sta- I would have stayed in the coven until I died and went to hell if God had not intervened. Satan made a demand so high that even I could not stomach it. He announced us one day that in order to get enough power to summon many demons to torment the saints and church we knew, another sacrifice was necessary. We thought nothing was unusual until he announced that one of us had to die. He did not anticipate any ob- objection and carried on telling us about a further rite involving the defilement of children. When Stargrove asked why one of us had to die. He told us that the death of a dark saint, his servant, earned much more power than any other except a true Christian who were protected. By drinking the blood, we would increase our power. And by using the body, our spells would be many times more powerful. He also wished us to recruit more Satanists. We had not made any sense with me and the occult explosion going on. He wanted us to increase our numbers. Everyone went along with it, but I felt strangely reluctant. I asked if we couldn't kidnap a Christian instead and the coveners started questioning my dedication. I protested that I would always love and serve Satan, but Satan decreed that my friend Stargrove should be... T- sacrifice to test my loyalty. I was not happy. Even though I had witnessed many sacrifices, this was my friend. The warning tone was unmistakable. I knew what the coven would do, so I said nothing more. Stargrove went quite happily to her fate, pleased to serve Satan, and it grieves me much, very much that my friend will be in hell. She was brutally sacrificed, her blood and heart eaten by the coven, her body used for potions. She didn't even scream when the blade punched into her chest. This was too much for me. Stargrove had been my biggest friend in the coven. Seeing her fate made me worry about myself for the first time. Satan didn't care about us, and he would sacrifice any of us without a second thought. It was like a revelation. Everyone cared only for power and not for each other. Our camaraderie was only skin deep. I decided that night to leave. My sleeping conscience was waking up. As I found out later, the Christians I had attacked were praying for me. God enabled me to see what I was doing, though I did not meet him for some time. With the death of Stargrove, I decided to leave Satan for good. What do you guys think about that?
2: I do. Uh,
0: I do think about that.
2: I will never stop thinking about that.
0: So she was fine with all of the sacrifices until her friend got sacrificed. So basically she's
1: saying... She she thought she was part of this coven, that it was camaraderie and that Satan was going to give them this infinite power. And, the you know, it was basically like they were a team. But then when Satan was like, oh, you have to sacrifice one of yourselves to become more powerful. She realized that Satan didn't care about any of them. That is
2: the funniest sentence in the world. <laughs> she realized that Satan didn't care about any of. Motherfucker, you, you killed a baby. You yeah. killed a child and like a person what in
0: the world. Like,
2: like this was suddenly too much. I just, Suddenly?
0: I just tried to go to myspace.com slash ex for Christ, but oh. it's not there anymore, so and I'm really sad about dang. it. I here's what I'm going to tell you guys like. about this shit, okay? Mm-hmm. This is crazy.
1: So, turns out, Wiccans don't, don't uh, like people saying that they're, you no. know, Satan-worshiping Killing, well, baby of course. Killing people, well, like, right? Because
2: they're they don't. worship Satan or just playing air guitar and, and, and growing exactly, their hair long. Yeah. That's all. They just want to have sex with gar- gargantuan women. That's it. Yeah. Not, so who not does doesn't people. want that, I'm right? Okay.
0: <laughs> so
1: there's something called the S A F F, the Subculture Alternative Freedom Foundation, and it's since 1988 working to protect the right to freedom of expression for minority beliefs against religious and scientific oppression. So the S A F F believes that the ex-Pagan for Christ account is fake and linked oh. to a page called Pagan Protection which, this is fucking nuts you guys, featured a detective who basically is a pagan police officer and he figured out that, it will, oh, he lists this whole fucking article about how this is fake and how none of this is real but that article was saying that pagan police officers were protecting the pagans right, oh. it was saying they're calling it
0: murder so right it's a conspiracy
1: it's a conspiracy but I haven't even gotten to the fucking story yet that's why I'm trying to talk really fast are
2: you for fucking real right so now?
1: this detective his name is detective constable Charles Enos and this is fucking he is. great here's his <laughs> bio Enos
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> here's his bio Ker is, no, Kerr Kuhlain is the author of de- this debunking article. He's debunking the ex-pagan for Christ. Mm-hmm. And he's known to the mundane world as Detective Constable Charles Enos. Enos, a former child abuse investigator, mm-hmm. is the author of several articles on a child abuse investigation that appeared in Law & Order magazine. Better known to the pagan community by his Wiccan name, Kerr Kulane, Enos was the first Wiccan police officer to go public about his beliefs almost 30 years ago. Kerr is now the preceptor general of officers of Avalon Kerr went on to write four books the law enforcement guide to Wicca Wiccan warrior and full contact magic a book of shadows for the Wiccan warrior oh my god as well as a book based on the series witch hunts out of the broom closet and here's his fuck this is the best part here's his fucking picture now this guy you guys realize this is a fucking detective police officer who is certified he was a child uh, like a child abuse investigator, okay? So here's his photo. Oh, no, the, so okay, that's his okay. regular photo. Now, but wait, here's his Wiccan photo. Oh, I can't. Here's I can't his fucking Wiccan
0: wait. photo.
2: <gasps> oh, oh, I oh. love it. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. Oh, dear.
0: So this man is currently a police officer. Yeah, so that's his, the kind of
2: guy who just always has wet fingers.
0: Yes. And you're not sure. Yes. Why. Like, is he just clammy or has he. Put his so in first- a fish tank recently. Like, what is <laughs> he doing?
1: So the first photo, he's just like a dude in a suit with a tie. The second photo, he's in a like literally like us. He's holding a giant stick. It's like a samurai he's thing. pointing it at us. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's very menacing. He looks
2: like a, shog- a shogun.
1: This, this is going to be, yeah. This if is a shogun, is gonna shogun be, worked at Publix. Oh, it's going to be on the Instagram, so check it out. So basically... Here's the here's what I want you guys to think about. We've got this person, ex-pagan for Christ, who's trying to convert people <laughs> from, you know, what that, that fucked up shut they're doing, the Wiccan stuff or whatever. I think we need bumper stickers that say that. Oh, and
2: she's saying
1: that, you know, the pagan police officers are covering all this up and saying that the missing children were just taken or it's a serial killer or it's a murder or whatever. They're right. covering up the fact that these people are actually, you know, talking to Satan and being his servants. So these pagan police officers or whatever are on the inside. Does that make sense? Yeah. So
0: anytime that someone is sacrificed and goes missing from the community, the pagan police officers will cover that up and say, oh, it's child trafficking and they're right. elsewhere or you know whatever the fam mom did it or something. Right, sure, let's they distract
2: don't... from the trafficking problem we because, have yeah. a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Because they they for
1: whatever reason, maybe they're practicing white magic. They don't want this black magic stuff to be associated with their
0: religion, or oh, maybe they're gotcha. just also, you know, worshiping so the devil. Okay. I don't fucking know. All what? right. So it could be either. They could be evil covering it up for evil purposes, or they could be good covering up evil so that it doesn't reflect poorly on their beliefs. What I don't
2: understand is the point, the end goal of all of this, just to get power and to sacrifice somebody's nephew to make yourself real good at drums. I don't know what the, what is the (laughs) point? What are you getting out of this?
1: Well, here's, that's a question that's, we're going to come up to next. Okay. Now here's where my fucking story starts now that you guys have the background information. 2010 is where the story begins and ends.
2: My Chemical Romance. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah I was like, yeah. yes you're perfect you're right it's an emo time that's what i was gonna say 2010 was a very different time it was emo we were you know listening to punk rock uh, pop punk stuff was in it wasn't that fucking weird to be goth yeah that's we were I'm pretending
2: saying. to understand what max bemis was singing about and really didn't understand it until recently
1: yeah yeah so angela sanford is a self-proclaimed wiccan living in new mexico she's 30 years old and single with no children this uh, is her hey. photo <laughs> Do you guys see the Atta photo?
2: Girl, that's what's up. Photo. Hey, wait.
0: This is her at age thirty. She photo? looks
2: like she's like the coach at a swim meet or something like yeah. she's like a normal. I just love when people are uh, described as self-proclaimed XYZ because it's yeah. never anything super normal. No, in, it's
0: not. <laughs> no, you're
1: absolutely right about that. Sanford has a MySpace as a lot of us did in 2010 and in her blog no, she writes people had MySpace. I feel like
2: in they were starting to phase out. Yeah,
0: I feel like that was
1: Facebook okay. But you was guys, 2008. If you're,
0: if yes, you're yes, a 30 yes. year old Wiccan living in New Mexico, if I think only. you can okay. do whatever the fuck you want. You're right. Okay, <laughs> you're right. She didn't have access to Facebook because she's too old for college because because at first, remember, Facebook you used had to own .edu. You had to have an older up.
2: sister who could sign you up yeah, under her account.
1: Exactly. So in her blog, Sanford wrote about dreams, particularly a reoccurring image of a pale horse and quoted biblical passages. This is an exp- excerpt that we're going to read from her MySpace. Her screen name on MySpace is Glitch, G-L-I-T-C-H. And since this um, story that I told you took place, all of this has been removed. So I was only oh, able to find wow. small excerpts that people had like copy and pasted before her MySpace was taken down. Okay. Mm. So uh, her MySpace page, she says that she's also in a relationship. And like I said, she lists her rela- her religion as Wiccan. It also says she's a proud parent. So I'm going to have Jamie, you read an excerpt of her MySpace. Yes, ma'am. Right here.
2: Oh my God. You want me to, you want me to put some uh, put some sugar on this? Yes. You can do
1: it however you want. Lots of sugar, please. Okay. It needs sugar, actually. Yeah.
2: The vampiric lust is as real as the hidden phantom within. I let the spirit guide lead my, me to my chamber again and again. <laughs> what the fuck? The vampire lust is as real as the hidden phantom within. I let the spirit guide lead me to my chamber again and again. The vampiric lust is as real as the hidden phantom within. I let the spirit guide lead me to my chamber again and again. That vampiric lust is as real as the phantom within, <laughs> I let the spirit guide lead me to my chamber again and again. This is ad nauseum. It goes and goes and goes. There's so many ellipses. You
1: got to keep going. You got to keep going. The whole thing, huh?
2: Okay, let's make this. The lust, the, the vampiric <laughs> lust is as real as the... No, vampiric. The, the vampiric to. lust is... I've been making the spell all wrong. The vampiric <laughs> lust is as real as the hidden phantom within. I'm getting older. Here we go. I let the spirit guide lead me to my chamber again and again. The vampire, the lust... <laughs> Is that she skipped one she just went straight to lust the lust <laughs> is as real as the fantasies that are soon revealed all you need to do is open your mind and let your spirit feel dot dot <laughs> dot, 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 dot dot
0: oh it's a lot of ellipses it's a you lot were, you weren't I've, lying. I've skipped a lot is it is it still going vampiric lust
2: <laughs> okay. is as real as the hidden phantom within i let the spirit is this guide a poem? lead me to my chamber again and again vampiric lust <laughs> is as real as the hidden phantom within this is so wild. <laughs> what is going on on this page here? This is halfway. We're about halfway. Oh, my God. Do you want me to go all the way through? Yes, please. Right, oh, yes, my ma'am. God. I let the spirit guide lead me to my chamber again and again. The Vampiric lust is as real as a phantom within. I let the spirit guide lead me to my chamber again and again. I am a spooky bit. <laughs> dot, 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 dot vampiric lust is as real as the hidden fantasy. How is then. this not I over let yet? let the spirit guide lead me to my chamber again and again. I'm waiting for something to pour out of the table from the spirit realm <laughs> as, oh, as I say this. I
0: thought this was a poem. You're right. What if this is a spell? And I now- hope to God. Well, keep going.
2: Oh, yes, ma'am. The lust is as real as the <laughs> fantasies that are soon revealed. All you need to do is open your mind and let your f- spirit feel. Dot. Space. Dot, dot. Dot, dot. <laughs> the vampiric lust. <laughs> Is as real as the fa- hidden phantom within. I let the no, spirit I, guide. No, I'm starting
0: to feel haunted. This is a spell.
2: Lead me to my chamber again and again. The vampiric <laughs> lust is as real as the hidden phantom within.
0: People are listening to this I on their
1: let way to work. The spirit
2: guide <laughs> lead me to my chamber again and again. The vampiric lust is as real as the hidden phantom within. I let the spirit guide lead me to my chamber again and again.
0: Wait, do the voice uh, from the video game you were just in? Oh yeah, do that voice.
2: Oh okay, that's. Uh, <laughs> I was like, the, vamp- the vampiric lust is as real oh as a God. hidden Ooh. phantom within. I let the spirit guide lead me to my chamber again and again. Oh my ah.
1: God. <laughs> that doubt- sounds like someone I try to date.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, you want to go sit in the back of my car and <laughs> talk?
0: About vampiric <laughs>
2: lust? <laughs> you want to think about uh, sports and the, the satanic panic? <laughs> Uh, Here we go. The lust is as real as the fantasies that are soon revealed. All you need to do is open your mind and let your spirit feel. Dot, space, dot, 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 dot. (laughs) The lust is as real as the fantasies that are soon revealed. All you need to do. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) Sir Ian McKellen. There's going to be a All you need to do is let your mind and your spirit feel. (laughs) The vampiric lust is as real as (laughs) as the hidden phantom within. I let the spirit guide. Lead me to my chamber again and again. Lust is as real as the fantasies that are soon revealed. All I need to do. I'm a spooky bitch. Just open your mind. Let your is it fucking over. Feel dot. Wait, space (laughs) dot. I want to. I want to mention also. There's about 30 ampersands at the top of this page. <laughs> As that, there should. I you skipped that. that, otherwise, it would have absolutely so, tumbled look, if out. You if don't get the hell. lead
0: role Hold in uh, the film of the year from this <laughs> podcast. Wow. <laughs> Hold on
1: <laughs> one second, Alyssa. Can you tell me one line
0: from that? Can you repeat what he was saying? Yeah, the vampiric it? lust again and again dot. <laughs> oh God!
1: God, we got
2: See? there. Okay, so that so was, I'm sweating. That was a workout. I'm really? sweating
1: for you. Thank Wait. you.
2: I appreciate that. So like, here's oh
1: a, here's God. another quote from uh, Angela. Alyssa, do you want to read that? It's a very dare not let me
2: read anything else. <laughs>
1: it's not anything near like.
2: Jamie. I'll read it, it in, just
0: in a normal sim- voice because I'm not a classically trained actress. Oh, I am classically honey, trained am in human resources, so I'll pretend like I'm <laughs> admonishing an employee right now. I like that. <laughs> you know, it's commonly believed that serial killers cannot stop because their compulsion is so strong that they're literally addicted to murder. And that's why I think that you need to go to therapy before you can continue on at this company.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, wait, hold up. This is interesting. So
1: she said that whole vampiric lust is whatever the fuck. She was saying, you know, I let the spirit guide lead me to my chamber again and again. The vampiric lust is real as the hidden phantom within. She said that, and then she also said, it's commonly believed that serial killers can't stop because their compulsion is so strong that they're literally addicted to murder.
2: This is so frustrating to me. I... I love true crime. Like this is one of my favorite things in the entire world for some reason. But and when people talk about the satanic panic and they talk about Mm -hmm. all these things that caused all of these deaths over the last few, I mean, since the seventies, like serial killers have been like hot. Right. Yeah. But they talk about it as if they're different. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that it's not an addiction that absolves them of responsibility for having done it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good point.
2: It's so frustrating. when People are like, they they just can't help because the devil's driving the ship. No, they ain't. These are just people who have no self-control and who just react in, complete arrogance look
1: the devil has driven my ship many times but it was just like you know fucking try to uh, try to wear that out at a place you shouldn't it wasn't never like or don't wear that out at a
2: place you should yeah Yeah, right yeah
1: okay so do you guys believe she's a witch yes or no
2: yeah i guess Uh,
1: i mean look maybe
2: i have no proof (laughs) against the contrary yeah i have i have some evidence that she is
1: so (laughs) now is the time for the fucking story okay okay so, it's spring of 2010 in New Mexico. Angela okay. Sanford, the myspace vampiric lust chaos within woman. She's my future wife. She <laughs> she goes out to an Albuquerque casino. At this casino, she meets a man. She's 30 years old. This man is 52 years old. Oh. oh. His name okay. is Joel Leva. He's a beloved member of the community with tons of friends and family and uh-huh. he's a father of three adult children who oh, is the no. son of a local reverend. Oh
2: god, this is a disaster. Angela the whole thing is already a problem. <laughs>
1: Angela and Joel get along. They exchange numbers and, quote, socialize for about a week. One week later, at about 4 p.m. on a Monday, Leva calls Angela in the early afternoon to see what she's doing. Angela was with her boyfriend at the time, but she asked Leva if he wants to join her in attending the Wiccan Spring Rite of Beltane. Wait,
0: she has a boyfriend, but she's also seeing this 50-year-old. I I mean... mean, Look,
1: vampiric lust, chaos within woman, you're, yeah. are you surprised? Yeah, no, I think commitment's
2: probably the least of <laughs> you, their concerns. You're right. It doesn't yeah. say
1: that they were seeing each other. It just says that they met at a casino. I mean, oh, I, they I'm going to fill in the blank. See, this is
2: a problem just- with me that I just assumed that they were they were bumping.
0: Well, no, you're not wrong for thinking that. Yeah. If I'm in my late, late 20s and I meet a man in his early 50s, I'm not going to hang out with him unless that man is my father. Good for like, you. Because that's just...
2: Can you imagine meeting somebody and then saying... Oh yeah, we're going to we're going to go squash against each other and stuff. Uh, l- let's just like go back 20 years though. You weren't born and I was a 30-year-old. Ew. Yeah. That's fucking wild.
1: I don't know. It's wild. So Beltane, their own, but that's wild. Yeah. Beltane is the celebration of spring typically observed at the April or beginning of May by followers of Wicca. So, Sanford invites Joel to Sandia Foothills open space east of Tramway Boulevard for mm. the Beltane ritual. So, Leva's like, okay, well, fine, I'll do your, you know, Wiccan, whatever thing. And he meets her to go hiking. They meet on a secluded hiking trail. No comment. You're right. When Leva arrived, the two walked from Copper Avenue Trailhead into the open space where Angela picked out uh, a, an open space and was like, let's chill here. And they drink some beer and a miniature of tequila. She drinks a beer and has a shot of tequila, and he just drinks a beer. Leva brought the alcohol. At some point, Sanford walks away, a short walk away from this little open clearing where they were drinking to urinate. Leva asks if you can watch her urinate. Hmm. Oh, so she's
0: urinating, not
1: Leva. Okay. Yes. And then he made what she called, quote, inappropriate sexual
2: gestures. What is an appropriate response to watching somebody urinate?
0: I don't know. What are you supposed to do? I don't know. Not well, he, watch. Well, he asked. That's exactly right. You
2: did it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Someone hit the nut button. We're he there. He asked to watch. I'm a spooky bitch.
0: <laughs> he asked to watch, though. So
1: then while she's urinating, he takes a piece of rope that she had been wearing uh, as a belt from around her waist. He basically tied her wrists up. So mm-hmm. then he also takes this Wiccan dagger from her pocket. Oh. And the dagger is a dagger that they use in Wiccan rituals. The blade is about twelve inches long. I'm going to show you guys what this little dagger looks like. You that's, guys see the dagger? Uh, oh, okay. It you ever go looks- to a
2: you ever go to a mall <laughs> and you go to the guy in the yeah, middle that, of the the hallway the, yeah. and he's got yeah he's got a bunch of uh, wild looking metal pieces. It kind of
1: yeah. looks like a letter opener.
2: It looks like the tamest thing that you would see at those kiosks.
1: Right, but this blade is about 12 inches long. So Sanford, who's peeing with her wrists tied behind her back, panics. She thinks that he's going to rape her. And so then she acts as if she's interested in sex. She seduces Leva and convinces him to undress. Once she convinces him to undress, she also convinces him to untie her so that she can use her hands and finish undressing. So he unties her hands. She continues taking off clothes, still like seducing him. She's down into her bra and underwear. She convinces Leva to lay down. Once he's laying down, he doesn't have any of his clothes on. She gets on top of him. She straddles him in nothing but her bra and underwear. And then she stabs him with the wick and dabbinger three times, killing him. After the stabbing, she flees the area, crying out for help, and eventually runs into a hiker and asks to use their cell phone to call the police. Sanford told the police that she had been attacked and stabbed her attacker to death. She says that she stabbed him three times to get away and then ran and immediately called for help. When police came to the scene and started questioning Sanford, several inconsistencies emerged from her story. Sanford became a suspect instead of a victim. Among the inconsistencies was that Leva was actually stabbed 13 times oh, that's in a the big head difference. That's and a, torso. Yeah, you just, can't forget about that's a that math other
0: problem, 10 really. times. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: coroner's report states that Leva suffered approximately 13 stab wounds, not three. Also, 13 is a very significant yeah, number. A good number. A jogger who had been in the open space east of Copper and Tranway around the time of the stabbing at about 6 p.m. told police Sanford's clothes were neatly folded near Laba's body. Mm. Also, none of the witnesses saw Angela running away from the scene. None of the witnesses heard anyone out, uh, calling out for help. So people in the area didn't hear any of this happening. One witness says he saw Sanford, who was dressed only in the bra and underwear, hiding behind some boulders. The witness said that Sanford later emerged from her hiding spot and told him she had been raped. When the police arrived at the scene, Sanford was on her cell phone trying to get someone to pick her up. Sanford refused to tell detectives whether she had had sex with Leva, and a sexual assault examination was performed. Detectives working the case arrested and charged Sanford with an open count of murder. Leva's brother, Ruben Leva, said that he was shocked to hear what allegedly happened in the foothills. He said, so this is the, the victim's family. Right. He said the family had, quote, no idea who Sanford was or that Joel had even known her. The family had spent several hours together on Sunday, the day before. At a birthday party for Reuben and Joel's mother. Reuben is his son. Joel's longtime partner, who's also the mother of his three children, was there. Quote, there was nothing out of the ordinary, Reuben said. We just had a really good time. My brother was a curious sort, but his faith in God was deep. We were all shocked to hear of his involvement with this. Joel Leva was born and raised in Albuquerque and attended West Mesa High School. His brother said he worked a variety of jobs through the years, including some in the shipping and billing industries. Matthew Leva, Joel's son, remembered the way his father supported him and was always there with helping hand when things didn't go as planned. I'll miss his wisecracks, Matthew Leva said, even the ones that weren't funny. I'll miss the camping trips we went on all over New Mexico, and he always made sure we said our prayers when we went to sleep and guided us in our faith. So everyone's kind of like, this is fucking weird, right? Now, here's the tricky thing about this. When police are investigating this, they look into her phone and his name, the number of Joel Ava, is saved under the word sacrifice.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there we are. Yep. comically. There we go
2: messed up. There we go. That's so... No,
0: that's the smoking gun. I felt, I was like, well, maybe something did happen, and but now I'm like, no, she literally saved his phone number as guy I'm going to murder. If I like,
2: if, if I were to write this into a movie, they would take that out. Yeah, they'd be like,
0: that's too on the nose.
2: That's too funny.
1: The Wiccan community comes out on local media outlets stating that they do no such things like kill anyone or anyone, and they're super annoyed by this. They totally associate themselves from Sanford. They give tons of evidence why she's not a Wiccan, mainly because she killed someone, but also that she didn't really respect any of the Wiccan codes. Like, why was the dagger not cloaked? Why did they not make an altar? Why were they, you know, uh, doing So they're like,
0: belt? first of all, she murdered someone. Second, of all, it wasn't even done right. right. So the, the Did you
2: see is her hair? Nothing. That's not what witches do. Yeah.
1: Also, they say Beltane is celebrated um at the at a time that they weren't celebrating it and that they didn't set like do any of the Beltane ritual stuff. They likened it to a Christian celebrating Chris- Christmas at the beginning of November and not having a Christmas tree. They were like, she just said whatever she was doing, but it yeah. wasn't right. That would be weird. Also so pagan. also there's tons of these like anti, you know, uh, pagan propaganda things that say quote Wick and dagger murder is exactly what the anti pagans have been looking for. So there's kind of there's like a controversy. Remember how I was talking about earlier how people were saying that you uh the pagan police are covering up shit and saying that mm-hmm. it's just murders whatever. So meanwhile the media is saying that this is just a murder, there's nothing spooky here, it's just a homicide. There's nothing weird. Meanwhile, Leva, the victim's family is just like Joel is a faithful man of God. He tucked us in every night. He's we didn't we didn't even know him or her, but I say, what the fuck was this guy who's a man of God doing at a casino? He chose he chose to give his number to this woman and then he chose to show up at that, you know, random park. What do you think is going to happen when you show up to a random park with someone you met at a casino so are you saying alcohol. that he
0: wanted to be sacrificed? Like I'm he saying, was in on it?
1: I'm mm. saying everyone's stories has inconsistencies. What's mm.
2: interesting to me is that the media didn't sensationalize this as some sort of ritual killing. Because yeah. that would be more interesting. They mm-hmm.
1: did. They said, oh, you know, Wiccan uh, woman, like, calls the man, like, puts... Uh, Murders man as sacrifice in her phone and stuff.
2: Oh, okay, but was, but they're just saying it was just a murder though. Like they're but, just kind of like so oh, it's not a. So the
1: district judge Charlie Brown says that he finds no Charlie Brown, oh, poor
2: guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, never finds- wear a yellow shirt. Go by Charles. Yeah. To- please, at least. <laughs>
1: please. He finds no reason to suspend any part of Sanford's sentence, which is 15 years for second degree murder and five for aggravating factors. She acknowledged. The prosecution could prove they included the programming of her cell phone with the word "sacrifice" next to Leva's number. Duh, so fucking done. Um, and Wiccans obviously nationally disavowed her and said they don't practice blood sacrifice. And Leva's family emphasized that nobody really knows what happened that day. Family members emphasized their faith in God and believe that Sanford will have to answer in another life for her actions and. The craziest thing about this is that, so this guy was a reverend's uh, son. Son, mm -hmm. So at his court hearing and everything, you have an entire church and all of the friends and family showing up and basically demonizing this woman and being like, he was such a good guy. Quote, he would offer assistance even if he just met you in line at the store. Barbara Luzian Leva said of her husband of 29 years, he was a great father who had raised three sons to become a fine man. And then she said, if I believed in an eye for an eye, I would wish her dead. I don't, but she characterized Sanford as evil and urged the longest sentence the law would allow. Matthew Leva, an ex Marine who followed in his father's footsteps, said he returned from service in the Middle East without PTSD, but is now diagnosed with it because of his father's murder. Oh. I'm not the same person anymore, he said. This woman didn't just kill my father, she killed me. Sanford's sister, so Angela's sister, Jessica, offered condolences to the Leva family, but insisted her sister, the youngest of seven, was not an evil person, rather, one who just lacked common sense. <laughs> Angela Sanford I'm not said, sure "That's
2: the yeah. biggest of uh, her crimes here. Yeah. Like,
1: I think murder is probably the biggest just of her use crimes. use some
2: sense. Don't stab a man thirteen times." Yeah.
1: Angela Sanford said that she felt as though she were in a spiral of shame, sucking me down into the abyss where I can't escape, Ooh. and described Leva as like a brother I never had. She said, "I know I deserve consequences, and the Leva family deserves retribution." So you have this man's wife. Of 29 years, the father of his three children, showing up to his case saying that this woman is a murderer. Mm-hmm. You have a man that met a woman in a casino 20 years younger than him while he was married and wanted to hang out with her at 6 p.m. in a forest. Right. Uh, it sounds like someone's not someone's maybe not a man of
2: God. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
2: It's like, I, I was like, I can't wait for the dissertation of this whole thing. Like, yeah. man, It sounds pretty screwy to me. Yeah. <laughs> it, Gotta yeah. Say.
1: It does. So here's where everything gets fucking weird.
2: It wasn't before.
1: You got, <laughs> yeah. Well, so like I said, you have the media saying this is not witchcraft, you have Angela stabbing someone 13 times in some sort of Wiccan ceremony that she says, and she writes all that fucking weird shit on her, MySpace seems pretty fucking weird and satanic to me. You have this ex-pagan for Christ page that's saying, here's all the fucked up stuff we did, and then uh, no one's gonna tell you that we did it because the pagan police are covering this all up. Then you have a pagan police officer who says, you know what, all that's bullshit, and here's my website about how this is fake. Then you also have the Wiccans who are saying, well, she's not one of us. What do you guys think?
2: There's a live journal somewhere out there with all of the answers. <laughs>
0: yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. If only we could have access to all of those live journals.
2: Yeah, there's a tripod website with a bunch of uh, animated GIFs and MIDI music. <laughs> an
0: Angel Fire website.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So do you guys believe she was a witch or a murderer? I think she a was a murderer. murderer, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. I, you know, where are the superpowers? If she, had, if you're going to sacrifice an entire man, you better get some flight or some, some, like, you can shoot electricity out of your boobs or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think that obviously I agree with you that he was totally che- like trying to cheat on his wife. Y- do yeah. you think he yeah. was a part of this? Uh, no, I think that why he was trying family- to cheat on his wife, and the family's in denial because nobody wants to talk about their dead relative in a negative way. And even if he was trying to cheat on his wife, you don't deserve to be murdered because you cheat. That's why cheating's not a, you know, there's no death penalty for cheating. So, hold on, Alyssa. Let me get this
1: straight. You're saying that he was not involved in the sacrifice. There was not any I paranormal so. witchcraft I involved guess I, in this. Maybe I don't mm. know
0: enough about him. Like, I don't know anything about... Like when he, I don't well, know. all
1: we know about him is what his family says. Right. he's a really great father, true, true. and yeah, yeah. he's uh, you know, he's a man of God. And has a wife of twenty nine years, what
2: what would he stand to gain?
1: Yeah, from being sacrificed. Right,
2: that's the thing I don't get. Like, he doesn't sound like somebody who would opt into this unless there was a return somewhere somehow to his family. If they had gotten something from him directly from him having been killed, that would make me question it. But. If he is just stabbed 13 times by a girl in her skivvies, that doesn't seem... Good
0: point. Did he have a life insurance policy and was his family in debt? That's the only way that I'm like, maybe. We don't really know exactly what happened for many reasons, obviously, right?
1: But the fact that her clothes were folded neatly and that she never told them whether or not she had sex with him. And then here's the fucking craziest part of all this, because I was looking into this. I was like, did they actually have sex, right? What, like, uh, are there more articles that are talking about this? I went on pacer.com, the pacer website, which is how you get court documents and stuff. Mm -hmm. None of this stuff is available. And all of the news just kind of dies after she goes to jail.
0: So I'm kind of thinking like, well, she pleaded. Right. So she pleaded. She then pleaded there's guilty. yeah. Then there's not going to be any testimony. She's in jail. Yeah.
2: She sounds delusional to me to have to have like walked out of there and been like, I, I stabbed him three times like like that wasn't going to be found out to be false. Yeah. That's, it right? seems like to me maybe she, they were hooking up and she had some kind of uh, idea that she was she was doing something well
1: you guys looked at her picture there's no way you and then we saw, heard her myspace and stuff like that there's no way you would see this person and not think that this person was like goth or like into witchcraft shit i don't
2: know i could see her selling girl scout cookies there's not really <laughs> I, 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 who's to say what a what a um you know a norwegian death metal member uh looks like i think that there's there's a there's a there's a weird dissension between reality and this woman for me that she's maybe got a she's got a block. Is
1: she out of jail yet? When did she get out of jail? So, I guess, right guys, the only person who knows what really happened is Angela Sanford herself. Well, because Uh this is what I'm
0: saying. If she gets out of jail, let's sacrifice you to be her new boyfriend and you can figure out the truth and come on our podcast and give an exclusive interview. I am down. I watched a YouTube video that was, because I was trying to find stuff in the media about this, but it
1: like died. It very weirdly died, okay? Like as if someone was trying to cover it up. Maybe it was Joel Leva's family. They're like, we don't want to you know, him to be out that he was fucking and with this weird sex worker. So, but what I did find when I looked up Angela Sanford is that she's on a site called Paper Dolls. Do you guys know what that is?
2: Mm-hmm. No. Is that like paper Is that tigers? where you send paper
1: dolls to people in jail? That sounds- it's it is a website that Ooh. gives you a pen pal of someone who's yeah. incarcerated and wouldn't you know, Angela Sanford did is one of Did you send her a letter? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to what she has to say. This is what she wrote for her Paper Dolls bio. OK, you guys see the picture? Oh, I love
2: it. Oh, yes. paper Ooh, there. She and she's working it in that picture. Yeah. Too.
1: It says, hello, my name is Angela Sanford. I was born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico, as the youngest of a very big family with the privilege to learn not only from their mistakes, but the importance of supporting one another and surviving the hardships by conquering our fears and taking risks.
2: Except for the whole thing about murdering an adult.
1: Our mother taught us values and morals and tried her best to set us on the right path, but some of us stumbled. It's been a long journey, and we all went our separate ways with ambitious minds and succeeded to the top, although for a long time we suffered in poverty. I've counted my blessings and learned not to take even the little things for granted. I'm looking for a friendship with someone who has patience and understanding with a pleasant mind. A person who has something to offer in terms of giving happiness and acts of kindness. Age, gender, and race don't matter to me, but I do favor those who have experience in caring for others who need somebody, such as children or the elderly.
2: Who also have a a soft sternum. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Because that takes skills and says a lot about someone just as well as those who take good care of their animals. I'm very open-minded and non-judgmental. I've been told I'm very humble, a good mother, an excellent chef that's creative and fun to be around. I've never had any luck with relationships because I've never found anyone with enough integrity or loyalty nor honesty. I've basically given up that department and have to focus on my daughter, who's the true love of my life as of now i'm submitting some poetry and short stories to some publishers in hopes i get lucky oh my God. i love being productive Sad. and staying busy reading writing drawing working out socializing taking different classes and planning for the future i always am on my toes i don't depend on drugs or alcohol to use as excuses to have fun i entertain myself with music movies and laughter and nice. i'm preparing to <laughs> shock the world with my ideas in the culinary world where my profession <clears throat> awaits With the power of my imagination and ability to taste and see the food along with herbs and spices that are unavailable, I create new recipes with the helps of books and magazines. I look forward to hearing all about yourself and telling you more about me. I'll be here waiting for your thoughts sent on that old paper in the corner that's collecting dust. Maybe if I'm lucky, I'll dream of your words before they are written. You can write me at Angela Sanford 74461 Northwest New Mexico correct. Center, P.O. Box 800 Grants, New Mexico 87020.
2: This is an opportunity.
0: This is an opportunity. I need you to go deep undercover, figure out if she's a witch, witness the magic, film the magic. I'm nodding upload it yes. onto YouTube so that everyone can see the magic yes. and then come back on the podcast. Okay. So one yeah. last thing. I If I
2: don't if I don't get murdered at the end of this, I'm going to be very disappointed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I
1: watched a YouTube video that was talking about uh, the case before everything got shut down and there was a comment on it from four months ago, which is kind of weird because this happened in 2010. Ooh, so this yeah. is almost 10 years later. Ooh. It
2: says... The 20, the, that's 10 years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> that just fucked oh, me all the way up no, just now. no, that means that we're it old. Says,
1: by d Mays. I know Angela personally, and there's no doubt that Leva tried to take advantage of her. Oh. This poor girl has had her name drugged through the mud, and so many lies have been told in the media about her. It's not fair to Angela at all. Dude. Underneath that comment from eight years ago, someone called I'm the Prince too said bitches be crazy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that is our universe in a little wow. microcosm. So How about I here's the
1: different theories, and this, these don't exist. If you try, if you guys try to look up the shit, you're going to see. What I was talking about how there's literally only headlines about when it happened, and then it's kind of case closed. There's no like stories on Reddit. There's no people talking about this. I kind of had to just like pull all of this together, right? Mm -hmm. So here's what I think is a possible, the most haunted situation Mm -hmm. is that Leva and Angela were both unhappy with their situation. They meet at this casino. They're drinking. They're what do you do at a casino? You don't go there by yourself if you're happy. You go there to wallow, right? Sure. You go there because you're looking for something. Mm-hmm. You want to get lucky. You want to change your circumstances. So they're both in this headspace that's like, you know what? Life, I'm not happy. She's like, I'm not happy with my life. He's like, I'm clearly in a marriage that I'm not happy in. They're living a double life. They meet, they exchange numbers. Maybe they feel like they can confide in each other. Maybe Angela, since she's a proud Wiccan, she even writes all of this weird shit on her MySpace, tells them, hey, why don't we Make a deal. Why don't we, you know, do something that can help us, uh, to, you know, get out of this place wherein make a deal with the devil, perhaps, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, they go to this, uh, uh whatever it is, forest, and she is p- fully prepared to do this ritual or whatever. He's thinking he's gonna get laid. Maybe I don't know. And I do think that probably, maybe. <sighs> Maybe he wanted to be sacrificed. I mean, if she saved his number in her phone as sacrifice, yeah. don't you think
0: you would try to hide it if you were going to murder someone? I don't know. I, I think that the fact that she was trying to celebrate, you said that it's it's basically the equivalent of trying to celebrate Christmas in beginning of November with like no presents, no tree, no nothing. Like Right. But it's like, can we trust the Wiccans? Because they're... According to I mean,
1: that's what I mean is this thing is just fucking who do you believe?
2: Well, Wiccans I, are yeah. just like it's a it's the general idea behind Wicca is not is not like the devil worshiping sacrifice. No, not like. at most, all. most Wiccans are pretty normal folk who just have
1: because they practice ma- white magic. Right. But there's a side of it, the black magic, which is also Wiccan. Maybe they disavow it from there, but when I think of witches, I also think of black magic. Mm-hmm. I think they try to separate themselves
0: from that, but well, it exists.
2: Yeah, yeah. It is, I, yeah. Hmm.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I mean that would be certainly super interesting if he was just like, "Fuck it, sacrifice." Because in that story of
1: the ex-pagan for Christ, that person willingly sacrificed themselves to the devil. That's right. Do you guys true. Remember right. that? Yeah, yeah. Did
2: that act, was that confirmed? Any of that? Did...
1: We don't know if it was confirmed or not, but all we know is the pagan police officer that said it's not real. Said right? it's not real. Hmm. But he's can like, we trust a man that looks like
2: Can we trust a man?
1: Uh he's holding And you know a what's fucked up about stick, that? Stick
0: pretending like it's a wand. If the,
1: <laughs> if the claim is that these witches are are people are sacrificing children and then that pagan police officer was a child abuse investigator. Uh oh. you see what I mean? He could be covering up.
2: Goes to the top. The whole thing All is-
1: the way to the top. <laughs> as they say on my favorite murder. That's right. Yeah. This is
2: Oh. Who's okay.
1: You guys got to think deep. You have to think deeper than the media, right? I'm thinking the media deep right wants now. us to think that this bitch killed this man and that he had nothing to do with it and because the way that he's portrayed by his family there he's a man of God. Da, da, da. But then I'm saying we don't know about his character because his family is clearly covering up the fact that he was going out to get drunk in the right. woods with some random mm-hmm. woman he's not married he to.
2: He only had one beer.
0: Only had one
1: beer.
2: Who claimed that he watched her take a whiz. She the, so, did. She did. So,
1: Angela, the story that I told you about them going to the woods, that's what Angela told the police. So, we don't know if that really happened. We don't know if he tried to rape her. We don't know if they had sex. She wouldn't tell police if he had sex or not. And that's what I think is this is why I believe this is being covered up because you, you cannot find the information if they had sex
2: or not. But they did do a rape kit.
0: They yeah, but then why is the information not available? Because is it, she pleaded, she pleaded out. That's the whole point. So that way she doesn't have to reveal any of that stuff. Mm, mm. But like, why would she plead out? Why would if she's saying that he raped her? Why would
1: she not? Why would she not do the rape kit? And then it says, oh, he, we had sex. He raped me.
2: Well, here's here's the other thing is, that, or
1: he didn't rape her. She avoided it.
2: This could also be a thing like what happened. What happened with Salem to tie it, tie it back. The, the, all the information about. Salem and the witch trials, there's not a lot of hard uh, chronicling of everything from the people who were actually involved 300 years ago. There's, it was all completely eradicated as much as they possibly could mm-hmm. because they were so ashamed to be associated with this. That's, That's why they changed point. the name of the town from Salem.
1: So I will just spoon feed you guys this. I, <laughs> think, I think that Leva and Angela were in on this sacrificial demon shit together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that they were having sex probably for the week leading up to this. Oh. I think they probably oh. had sex the night that they did the casino thing. That's a good point. Which is why she wouldn't answer to police whether or not she had sex. Oh. And if the information is out there, I think that the family had NDA signed or whatever or covered it up if she took this plea deal and she seems like she doesn't give one fuck we read her we read her paper dolls thing right she doesn't yeah. seem like she's suffering in jail she seems like she's gonna fucking be a when f- does chef she get out
2: it sounded like an an okay she, Cupid profile?
1: she yeah. so she was jailed in 2010 and it, she's serving a 20 year sentence
2: that's not very long um, for no, not stabbing at all. Especially a guy thirteen times. You can times. get out early. Uh huh. She's probably right. doing. something. So like she's a reasonable did, person.
1: It seems like luck was maybe on her side, guys. Seems uh, like things uh, are turning so in her maybe favor. Maybe the spell
0: went south and maybe that's why dead. she's in jail but then something went right so that's why she only got 20 years or, maybe or, the saying? spell didn't go wrong maybe yeah,
1: she that. got the sacrifice maybe now she's in jail she said she was in poverty her whole life now she's in jail oh, she's, learning, working, she's learning a new skill she says she wants to be a chef when she gets out she's studying culinary classes
2: what if what if this was part of the spell that was she was, she was right? She was casting a spell and it was like you got to sacrifice yourself too. So like ah. you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, shit out of luck in prison for like 10 years, but when you get out, we, we'll have to see when she's, she's out. If yeah, well, I mean, sort of that's right we'll have you, to wait to see you guys
1: it. remember the vampiric lust ca- chaos <sighs> within shit? Do you think someone who's literally remember how long Jamie was saying that? Yeah. I don't do. You think I do that, remember that. Don't you think that person would not give one fuck about going to jail? If they really were in that life, she's super poor. She's living in extreme poverty in New Mexico is one of the poorest country or one of the poorest states in the country. Jail's not going to be that much of a change for someone who's a single mother in her 30s who's, who's uh, what doesn't have anything going on. What happened to her kid? Where's her kid? Custody is given to her boyfriend.
0: So, oh. mm, so also, she, is
2: anything more witchy than crafting recipes? Right, oh, no. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> She's and got she, a cauldron. And, oh, and yeah. she, you're right, and she didn't even say what she likes to cook, that's so right. maybe it's just coming up with new spells. Yeah. She and just
2: likes new things. Mm. She
0: said,
1: I'm preparing to shock the world with my ideas in the culinary world, the power of my imagination baby and my, buttocks. there it
2: is. She's going to get that baby booty and she's she going to make some brisket.
1: My ability baby to taste brisket. and see food along with the herbs and spices that are unavailable, uh,
0: unavailable in jail or unavailable to this world. Look, right? if she gets That's out of what I mean.
2: prison and gets an HGTV show where she's like cooking along Rachel Ray and stuff, we'll know that the spell worked out.
0: Yeah, you're right. We
2: will have to see. Well, I
0: need you to date her, Jamie. I I need need you to write into her. Look,
2: I'll take anything. Uh, At this point, yeah. (laughs) So
1: to further, here's some pictures of her. Here's a photo of her in court. Here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Here's a photo of her leaving court, and she's literally smiling.
2: Girl.
0: Yeah.
1: This is after she just got sentenced. 20 years. Okay? Yeah.
2: She looks like the kind Here's a photo
1: of her taking her intake photo. For her 20-year sentence, she's smiling. You See this, yeah. She's standing in, she's wearing the jumpsuit, she's holding a sign that says her uh prison number, and she's smiling.
2: It's very easy to draw conclusions from you know, from photos. When somebody puts a camera on you, your instincts to smile. So maybe that was just like, I don't know, okay.
1: But in this photo of her leaving the court, she didn't know there was a camera on her, and she's smiling. True, true,
2: true.
0: It's that's a tough story because it either way. Because we don't know what happened. So it's like, I, I don't want to say she didn't get sexually assaulted because right. I don't know. Yes. Yep. It seems like she didn't, but I don't know. And then I don't want to say that the guy was going in with nefarious intent because I don't know. And he's dead. And that doesn't seem fair. You know, but I just so I just like, it's that's a hard one. Well, because she doesn't these people even are th- still alive. She even or after she's this, still
1: alive. this supposed rape happened or whatever. She even says, I feel a spiral of shame sucking me down into the abyss he was like a brother I never had. Right? So this, she's not saying he was a rapist. She's saying he was like a brother I never had.
2: It just sounds like distancing to me. Like her trying to, you know, there's a little bit of character assassination in there. And she's like, he was a freaky boy. who liked to watch people pee. And then she was like, oh, he was like a brother. I would never even think of him sexually. So it's not something I would willingly do. It's like, it feels like she's sort of like distancing herself from her responsibility as if it was all his fault and not hers.
1: I don't know. It just kind of seems like this family is in a battle of evil and good because even in the court, remember, they were like, we believe in God and Sanford will have to answer in another life for her actions. So kind of seems like if, you know, they're playing in, they believe it was witchcraft. They believe it was...
0: Dealing with the devil. I'm yeah. just so stuck on her celebrating a Wiccan holiday in the wrong month. Well, like, that's what Wiccans say. <laughs>
2: like you just don't what know. What
0: were you I'm doing, like, man? You
2: can't be talking to Satan and not reading his journal. You gotta use the proper. Well, yeah. maybe
0: she
1: made that up be- to account for the fact that she had this, you know, dagger and why she was there. Because if it really was a sacrifice that they had planned together, she's not gonna say, "Oh, I took him. I was going to do a sacrifice." She's gonna say, "Oh yeah, we were going to do this, you know, whatever." She has to make up a story that accounts for the fact. That she has weird shit on MySpace about her being a Wiccan. Mm -hmm. She has a fucking twelve inch long dagger in her pocket. And you know Uh,
2: that's not as weird to me as having a rope for a belt. Yeah. I grew up in Georgia. There's a specific kind of person who did that. (laughs) It was me. I did that stuff as a kid. There's, we had problems. I have, I fixed it eventually. This is a very aggressively um, strong opinion piece to to buy to spend money on a, on a Walmart knife that is for sacrifices, but then not spend any money on a belt. You need yeah,
0: that. Well, priorities. That's priorities. a heavy knife. Well, you gotta yeah. have to good. I picture get your belt. good point. I picture
1: she's wearing like a cloak with a rope around it, like to the type of like ritual ceremony uh, type mm. thing. Because, like I said, other weird shit about this case is why don't we know what they were wearing if. They they were wearing stuff that made it seem like they were both in on this ritual sacrifice situation. His family is going to cover it up. You know,
2: it right? doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So clothes, she was wearing clothes with a, that required a belt. So that's probably pants. Huh? So she goes so out I was there thinking
1: like a big, like a, like a dress type thing, like the type okay. of thing you would see like fraternity brothers or that would make sense. Wearing.
2: That would make sense to me. But the thing is she goes, she takes a whiz. I'm all hung up on this pee thing. She goes and she pees. Huh? So her pants are down. And off, right? Got yeah. to do that to take yeah, yeah. a pee. He's taking a watch, right? <laughs> he, watch. according he to sees her- sees
1: her pile of clothes. He grabs the rope from it exactly. and uses it to tie her wrist.
2: However, she then jumps on him with underwear on.
1: Yeah, and a bra. No, she, so he tries to tie her wrist and starts making like weird sexual gestures and advances. And so she thinks she's about to get raped. So she's like, oh, actually, I'm into this. Like, why don't you get undressed too? Probably a lo- if I'm going to use my but imagination, she's she still like, let to put me- her panties back yeah. on.
2: At some point, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But when you pee, you don't take your underwear all the way off. Look, I'm from Oklahoma. I've done this many times. You can put that shit to the side. You can put it around your knees. True, it's true. Not that hard.
2: I, I don't know the experience, but I'm, I can picture. It. There's a lot of. Uh, it's
1: called the squatting method, and it's been around longer than toilets have, guys. We call that
2: hover cheek. You go to a dirty bathroom, and you just pray. No, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, logistical inconsistencies yeah
0: well and i guess that's something too that that article you read us said is that her story changed over time right like the police came and they were collecting information from her and then the story kind of changed and then they were talking to witnesses and the witnesses or the people that were around the area at that time they were like that's not what happened Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i didn't hear that or she was just like standing there like you know right don't you think you would hurt hear the guy scream
1: yeah yeah,
2: yeah, and if you
0: didn't hear him scream or him
1: struggle
2: it takes a while. That, yeah. That's not remember the kind of death that happens quick.
1: Remember the ex-pagan for Christ said that the they sacrificed her friend in and this she horrible didn't even, way and she didn't right. even scream? Ah, oh, there. Now I'm seeing the parallel I wasn't seeing oh, before. Fuck God, you idiots. It took me so long.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah. a dry sponge. It's just, just everything is well, sort I like of to, out. I
1: like to lead you guys to the meat and then let you kind of figure it out. Because, look, basically you were two skeptics who have now been transformed. Can I not say? No, I'm
2: still, I mean, I don't
0: still know. a skeptic. What is the I most need Jamie cynical, to date her.
2: Uh, well, I'm trying. Yeah, I that. That's the
0: only thing. Before I'll get I can there. give more opinions. I'm going
2: to send her a paper person and be like, hey.
0: I believe that first story that you read, I 100% am on board with. The ex pagan for Christ. Yeah, the ex pagan for Christ, I'm 100% on board with. The uh, police officer that's a pagan covering shit up, pagan crimes, I'm kind of on board with that. The only thing I'm not sure about is this lady. Was it a ritual? Was it rape? Was she really trying to do a ritual for some purpose or was she just crazy? Like, mm-hmm. but her paper dolls well, bio doesn't seem crazy. It seems it was coherent. Her, if it, it was seems... her friend
1: too, right? If, if she really, if he really was a brother to her and they really like did have this relationship, she would kind of want to save his ass afterwards by maybe she said, maybe after she said, oh, he raped me. She was like, well, this is, this doesn't make him look very good too. I mean, she doesn't know how to cover this up. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough mm. one. So she what, can't say if she's trying to save his ass, she can't say, oh, yeah, we were doing a satanic ritual to my dark Lord
2: because <laughs> that doesn't
0: make him true, look very true. good. Yeah.
2: What is the the most cynical response to this? You think what is what is the the like the that, sassiest
0: that she was a sex worker and met a client at a casino and oh, then took him to a forest to have sex with him and later. then killed him to yeah. rob him or something.
2: Uh huh. But yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably, I think the most cynical, right? Probably. Yeah. Is that fun? No. no no and so not. that's why I don't believe it I, yeah yeah ah, yeah I'm try, I'm just trying there, to have well, a good
1: time yeah about <laughs> this This is a grown man, you know uh, he doesn't make any noise if witnesses are around saying we didn't hear any struggle.
2: they both got kids too.
0: Well she stabbed him around the face, right? I, I was reading something recently where if you um, stab somebody in the windpipe, they can't scream.
2: <gasps> Ooh, so smart.
0: maybe she like hit something to where he yeah. couldn't scream and yeah. that was the first blow
2: I mean also how much did she could shove some stuff in his mouth hole? Make him make him not scream. That way, there's a lot of stuff that could have happened. I just the whole thing is just fucking, super wild. Yeah.
1: What That's do you guys like, think of the story? You like it? It's a great story. It's a
2: very very good story. It's interesting that the, the whole hullabaloo around it sort of just like went away after she was put out. That says a lot about the media as a whole to me. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, we got the we got a button. Well, if you
1: believe in the deepest deep state conspiracies, you believe that the media is controlled. It's practicing satanic worship and doing ritual sacrifices all the time. So it would make sense that they cover that
0: up.
2: That is All super insane. interesting to All me. Insane.
1: Well,
0: let's try to get that police officer on the podcast. Let's set Jamie up with a murderer. I'm scared of the police
1: officer. If he really is covering
0: up child, child sacrifice, I don't want him around me. I don't want yeah. a police
2: officer covering anything up.
0: But we're a hard hitting investigative paranormal podcast. We've got to talk to this man.
2: What do you think is the biggest? Look,
0: I'll Should go undercover a as or? a baby. Yes. Then- okay.
2: We gotta get People yes. going to try to get your butt meat and turn yes. it into stew or some such. Right. And then you could be like, ha ha, I got gotcha. you. I got you now. Yeah. And then
0: I jump up and they're like, wow, that wasn't a baby oh, this whole time i
2: couldn't even use that butt once yeah.
0: so <laughs> b- before
1: we end this i want to say my sources wikipedia albuquerque journal the abq ufodigest.com Ooh, right. abc news DreamMindDemon.com, saff.com cbs news myspace and youtube
2: and i would like to say that uh m- my my backlog of info about Salem mostly comes from Aaron Mankey's Unobscured uh, which is a very brilliant podcast I recommend that a lot excellent
1: um, so we always end the podcast by having a sign off and since you're the guest you get to do it mm-hmm. you're going to say BRB I gotta go and then you're going to say a call back to something in the episode does that okay. make sense
2: BRB I have to go I'm a spooky bitch ah. Yeah. There
0: it is. Yay, Jamie! <laughs> Excellent timing. Wait, Jamie, plug plug whatever you want to plug before yeah. we end this episode.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm on uh, most social media stuff uh, at uh, J A L L E N M C Jalen Mick, and I have a YouTube channel, and that's that's what the whole like uh, the C slash scooty Doot. I don't know why I can't explain that part, but yeah. I basically, oh, it's really C slash scooty Doot. It's l- scooty Doot. Yes, uh, it's it's a, um, uh, I, I'm trying to partition my time more into that, but I make a lot of. Uh, uh, mental health and, and uh, controversial topics-based stories that sort of like go into the middle ground between extreme ideas. So mm. uh, it's, yeah, that's what Gray, er- Gray and it's er is excellent,
0: about. and we highly oh, recommend thank it.
2: Thank you guys yeah. so much for having yeah, me. This was you. stupendous. Yeah. I'm yeah. floored with how much fun I had over here.
0: Thank you so much for coming on here. Bye. 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 Bye.